Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Big Time Talkers, but actually it's EOS. <laughs> the EOS episode of BTC. Yeah. Let's go! Yeah! Well, it's for unfortunate circumstances. Uh, Mr. Tommy Haley cannot be here. He's dealing with familial matters today, so he cannot join us. But I'm Brock Gordon. And I'm Benjamin Duncan. And Ben, this week, me, myself, you, and Mr. Tommy Haley will be heading to St. Louis to watch the home opener of the St. Louis Battlehawks. Let's go, baby! How excited are you for Dome Domination Part 1? Because remember, we're going back to St. Louis later in the year for Tommy's punishment when Mizzou plays Memphis Memphis at the Dome. So this is Dome Domination Part 1, and then there's Dome Dome Domination Part 2, St. Louis Boogaloo. Brock, I'm so excited to get some Dome this weekend. I have greatly debated buying, uh, like, Spartan helmets on, like, Spartan helmet costumes on Amazon for us to wear. And plastic swords. I'm really just tempted to wear, I can just wear the the Liberty football t-shirt that I have. It's almost the exact same. You probably could get away with that. Uh, I'm probably going to wear my Philip Rivers jersey because it's blue, it's white, and it's Philip Rivers. Who the hell has an issue with Philip Rivers, especially when he was on the Colts? So, <laughs> but, uh, We'll be closer to Indianapolis and St. Louis anyways. Yeah, but a lot more uh, Chiefs fans will still be there. Yeah. Uh, where do you want to start first? You want to talk about how Mizzou's getting disrespected? You want to talk about how your, uh, your Blackhawks got beat by the Preds? Um... Here, you want to just kick it off by starting this episode basically being, uh, EOS? Uh, or do you want to talk about the Royals signing Jackie Bradley Jr.? I think we should crank out all of our Mizzou stuff here right off the bat. Okay. <laughs> Talking about we're a wrestling school, my boy. Uh, we've been a wrestling school, my boy. But we're the champs again. Third straight year in the Big Twelve, twelfth straight conference championship for the University of Missouri. Uh, what the crazy part is is that a lot of those guys that won this uh, helped Mizzou win the uh, conference championship this year. I wrestled against. And they're seniors this year. So It's nuts, man. I'm old. And some of the ones that are, you know, like the best ones, I remember looking at them and they were like freshmen. So I'm old. And yeah, decrepit. I feel that. And my best years of wrestling are far behind me at this point, I'm afraid. You could still take me and Tommy down pretty easy. Well, I could take down a lot of, you know, untrained still probably, but, you know, I'm not at the level that I was when I was in high school where I'm wrestling for state championships and wrestling wrestling against, you know, top heavyweights in the nation. You know, I'm... 
I'm fat. <laughs> I'm just, well, not even that. I guess with work, I'm still staying fit in some ways. Anyway. Fluffy. Anyway, uh, Ben. Also, uh, Mizzou baseball is absolutely cranking right now. Dude. So, I, when was the last time we talked about Mizzou baseball? When they uh, beat TCU and Texas at Globe Life where the Rangers play? Yeah. That was the last time we talked about them? And it was kind of like, hey, Mizzou baseball just beat, you know. Rank, beat Texas on a walk-off. Ranked Texas. Or no, maybe the last time we talked about them was Sam Horn pitching for Mizzou. But it was, uh, yep. we were just like, oh, yeah, by the way, Mizzou just beat ranked Texas and ranked TCU in back-to-back games looking pretty impressive doing both. And now it's just, oh, my God, is Mizzou actually good at baseball again? Maybe. I remember, I can't remember if it was my freshman year here or not. Probably. So this would have been spring semester 2020. But um, I I, that. I think that was when they went, they had like a 23-game win streak or something crazy like that. Could be. We might be good again, my man. I mean, how awesome would it be when we take that trip in June up the road, you know, three and a half hours to go watch the College World Series. Mizzou's playing, and Tommy has to stop for Mizzou baseball as well. Sam Horn in the college... Baseball World Series. Uh, stop, 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 stop. My penis can only get so erect. <laughs> to quote the great oh. TV show Archer. But, Ben, we got to do two meme dumps this week. For basketball. Or wait, sir. Before we get to basketball, there was just a little bit about football that I was going to say. All right, go ahead. It is the spring game coming up here soon. You will be performing. For the final, I will be at the spring game, yeah. The final time? Yeah, the final time I'll be playing the Sousa. For those, well, I mean, no one can see it, but Ben just did yeah. the tear gesture with his finger several times because he will be balling his eyes out. I will be balling. I'm a baller. <laughs> oh, you will be crying all right. I did at the I did at the the senior night game as well, and I'm probably going to be doing it this time as well because if it wasn't for band, I would not be here in Columbia for school. And crazy, you may not be a Tigers fan. Think about that. I mean, I'd still probably be a Tigers fan because that would be my D one school that I would cheer for. You know. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's going to be sad, but according to Dave Matter, some uh, of our football players have New Jersey numbers going into next season. Indeed they do, good sir. Defensive tackle Christian Williams will be wearing number five. That's going to be so weird to see on a defensive tackle. Linebacker Chad Bailey will be wearing number nine instead of thirty-three. That I could see. Okay, I can I can wrap my hand around my head around that. Wide receiver Peanut Houston will be wearing number nine as well. That is a great name. Mm-hmm. Peanut Houston. Ben, yep. ben, we may have a new favorite player on the zoo. 
I don't know. Cody's just still going to be up there. But damn, Peanut Houston, damn. Defensive lineman Kai Montgomery will be wearing number 88. Uh, That's an offensive number to me. And then the one that hurts me the most, running back Cody Schrader will be wearing number seven. No! I have to buy a new one. But we can, that means you can get the actual jersey and not like the yes the one that we got. Uh, number seven is a goaded number for Mizzou running backs, by the way. Well, I'm excited because of that, but now it's also like, but 20 looked so good on him, man. It did. I don't know what it is. It 20 so is like the perfect like white running back name or number. Like if you come out. It was the same way. It was the same way when um, Dawson Downing wore number twenty-eight. My guy. Yep. Like, if you the white running back combo, and mobile white quarterback should be number two. Like, I don't know why. That's just the number they should be in my head. Yeah. Like, if you're a mobile white running around quarterback, your number should be number two, and number one should be like. Kickers. Mm-hmm. But definitely going to have to buy a new Cody Schrader jersey now. God damn it. Oh, well. We all love the Shredder, though. Shredder for life. For sure. Would you like to talk about Mizzou basketball now? Yeah, first off, we're ranked again, and we're balling out. Okay, hang on. I have some issues. Go ahead, but I have some issues again because, as you'll see in an article that I'm putting out this week, uh, yes, this week, uh, I have um comments about some that are ahead of Mizzou. So, but Mizzou ends the season. Being ranked number 25 in the nation, again. Only in the AP, not in the coaches' poll. Yeah. But um, who was our last game we played against? Was it Mississippi State? Ole Miss. Or Ole Miss. Close enough. Yes. But uh, we were down by 19 at one point. And we came back and won. And it, it felt so good to watch that game. Because it was just like, there, there's no way we're coming back from this. No no shot. And we did it again. <laughs> oh, so First of all, I've actually been excited to watch basketball. I know, right? So are you ready for my issues with the rankings? Yeah. Okay. So I'll put it this way. There's one, two, three, four, five. Six. Six teams ahead of Mizzou in these rankings here, who are higher up there, that have a worse record than the University of Missouri. Really? Yes. Creighton, Kentucky, TCU, Indiana, Tennessee, who we've beaten, uh, and Baylor. 
However, Missouri has the same record as the following teams that are ranked higher than number 25. Number 7, Texas. Number 12, K-State. Somehow Virginia has played two less games than Mizzou, but they also have 23 wins. Number 15, Xavier. Number 18, Texas A&M. And number 21, Duke. And when you jump over to the coaches' poll, wouldn't you know it? Mizzou's got a better record than Northwestern, who's ranked ahead of them. Kentucky, who's ranked ahead of them. TCU, who's ranked ahead of them. Creighton, who's ranked ahead of them. Tennessee, Indiana, so on and so forth. But this does not stop there now, does it, Ben? No, it does not. We'll get into the you know the glories of Mizzou here in a second because there are plenty Oh, with us getting a, a two round bye since we got uh ranked we, number we four get, in the SEC journey. I would like for you to refer to the uh fielding of forty eight tweet that I sent in the group chat. Let's see. Let me pull that up. Fielding the 68? Yeah, that one. Okay. All right. Notice how in this, this is from uh, some experts in this field, is what they claim to be. They have Missouri as an eight seed. Ben? Okay. Just in their grouping here that they have been presented into, Mizzou has a better record than the three seed, the seven seed, the same record as the four seed, the six seed, and the five seed. Hmm. Mizzou also has more impressive wins than the four seed, the six seed, the three seed, the seven seed, the five seed. The 10 seed. Somehow a more impressive win than number one. (laughs) Who their most impressive win is... uh, Memphis? (laughs) As I'm looking through Houston... Oh, Virginia. Okay, their most impressive win is Virginia. Ooh... That's only one ranked team that the University of Houston has defeated this year. There are other losses this year to Bama and to Temple. Weird. Did you know that Mizzou has not lost a game from Quad 2, Quad 3, or Quad 4 this entire year? And that. Hmm. So all their losses have been very quality losses. Yep. Very quality. Because we all know that's the only thing Mizzou does. Uh, yes. This year, it's quality losses. But that's not where my anger stops. Teams that are ranked or have higher seeds than Mizzou this year include Iowa State, who's a five-seed projected. Mizzou beat them by over 20. Illinois, who's projected to be a seven seed. Mizzou beat them by over 30. Kentucky, 
whom Zhu beat by over 20. Tennessee, whom Mizzou beat. So yeah, my anger comes from this. Is as to why Mizzou keeps getting disrespected like this all the fucking time. My issue is, like, I think it's just the geographical, geographically placed... That's not even it, because if that was the case, Ben, sorry to cut you off, but if that was the case, uh, why is, you know, perfect example, why is, oh, I don't know, Boise there, TCU, Texas, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Toledo? See, like, West Virginia should be in the East region. Miami should be well, no, in okay. South. I can see I can all, all see, sorts of stuff like that. I can see West Virginia in the South. I can see that argument. But why isn't Iowa State in the Midwest? Why isn't the number one team in the West or in the Midwest? Kansas. You know? Exactly. But also, given where you have several of these teams seated, shouldn't Mizzou be higher than an eight seed? So here's a perfect example. Let's look at number who in this uh, projection here, they have as number six, Kentucky. Okay, so Kentucky's most impressive win this year is Tennessee. And that's their only top 25 win. Oh, by the way, they also have 10 motherfucking losses. Yikes! Let's look at the University of Missouri, who's 23-8. and eight. Most impressive wins, over 20 against Illinois, almost 20 against, at the time, number 19 Kentucky, three-point win over then-ranked Arkansas, a almost 20-point win over then-ranked 12 Iowa State, and a win at Tennessee by one, who was a sixth seed at the time. By the way, their losses this year are to A&M, Auburn, Mississippi State, Bama, Florida, A&M again, and uh, Arkansas and Kansas, all of which are dancing guaranteed this year. So it's not like Mizzou's lost to, you know, UMKC like in years past. Uh, Oof! It's, hey, Mizzou has gone in and beaten really good teams. They're number four in the SEC for a reason this year. It's not because, oh, the SEC's in a down year, which I've already heard. If SEC was in a down year this year, why was Bama as good as they are this year? Why is A&M as good as they are this year? Why is, you know, Tennessee as good as they have been? Although, (laughs) if you go by how they've played against Mizzou, Kentucky, Bama, A&M, they're not that good. Why is Dennis, Dennis, Dennis. Hang on, we got we got to talk about the disrespect on his name too here in a second. Oh, and speaking of you, you were mentioning Tennessee, how how like we beat them and everything, but one of their best players is out for the rest of the season with the torn ACL or whatever. Yes. 
Um, I also like the there have been can excuses made on Twitter by Iowa State fans. Iowa State was resting like half their team, bro. No, they weren't. If you were resting half your team, you're a fucking idiot because you knew Mizzou was going to be a tough opponent who was ranked at that time. Uh huh. Excuses. L. Cope. Seethe. Go sit in the fucking corner. Mizzou deserves to be ranked higher than you. Mauled. Mauled. There's a good word right there. Mauled. No maidens. Is Iowa State even ranked anymore? No, they're not. So why are they, in God's green earth, a fucking six, or what are they, a five? Yeah, somebody said they should be a five seed. No, get the fuck out of here. Who has Iowa State beaten this year? I'll even look at Kansas, because Kansas is technically, like, the most likely that they would have lost to. Yeah, Iowa State beat Kansas. Congratulations, you beat Kansas in Ames. After Kansas was in a massive, you know, downturn. Here's Iowa's state's losses. UConn, Iowa, Kansas, Oklahoma State, Missouri, Texas Tech, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Texas, Oklahoma, West Virginia. They beat Baylor. Oh, boy, you beat Baylor. Oh. Iowa State is goddamn 18 and 12. If Mizzou was 18 and 12, do you know how... Much people are like, oh, they don't deserve to be in the tournament. Oh, for sure. People would be not at the bit to say anything they could. But instead it's, oh, I don't know. Mizzou hasn't played anyone and had any impressive wins. Motherfucker, get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. What do you mean? Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. This might be, and actually, I, as I break down in my article that comes out later this week, which is titled, which is a, uh, a play on a uh, article I put out earlier this year where it was, I asked, is Mizzou back? And I answered the question, edit, Mizzou is back. There you go. I break down uh, all the... You know, the possible record that Mizzou could have post this SEC tournament and how previous Mizzou teams with similar, if not same, records have done in the tournament. Ben, there's a very common theme with these teams, I've noticed, when I'm doing that research. Number one, they all made the tournament, except for one, but that was due to uh, NCAA violations, so they couldn't make the tournament. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they all, the weirder part was there was like no in between. It was literally first round exit, elite eight, sweet 16. (laughs) With like one second round elimination being in there and that's it. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to spoil it too much though when I get to the article because you know, that's going to come out and I want... Everyone to go read that because that took a lot of research and work to do this article. And it's one that I know Mizzou fans would enjoy. Because. For sure. I mean. It's. It's honestly like the most comprehensive 
breakdown that I've done for Mizzou. The most concentrated breakdown I've ever done for the uh, website was the build-up to the uh, 2013 Royals team, I think. 2014 Royals team. How the Royals... uh, It's called the uh, Blue October. The Rise and Fall of Blue October Mm -hmm. Part 1. That's on the website yeah. right now. Go check that out. Um, where I break down what the Royal, how the Royals got to where they were, just before the World Series runs. Uh, my next part on that, I'm currently working on. Still, will be breaking down uh, the 2014 team. But yeah, this is easily the most comprehensive breakdown I've done on Mizzou athletics. Plus. The memes have just been glorious coming out of this game, especially for LSU. Because I know you want to talk about those memes. Because we didn't get to talk about the LSU memes. No, we did not. So, Ben, if you would, from March 1st this past year, or this past week, go through... And the first meme that you see, what is it? March 1st, you say? In the group chat. Let me see. Oh, here we are. With your favorite gymnast of all time. We have coach, head coach Dennis Gates and some of uh, Mizzou's greatest basketball players as of currently. Sean uh, surrounding uh, LSU gymnast uh, Livy Dunn, who is uh, photoshopped sitting on a couch. If you know the meme, you if know, you know, you know. Yeah. If you know, you know. The sad part is, I know who the original girl in that photo is. So you know. I'm sure most people do, Brock. I don't know if that's the case. The next one is probably my favorite. We fucking on the Mizzou bed. Yes, sir. And then the next one is just uh, Eli Drinkwitz at the most recent press conference. He's like, it's it's his sly smile. The next one took me a second, and I don't know if you understand. You just lost to JV too much sauce brown. Okay, do you know who that is? That looks like a baby Drinkwitz. No, that is the newest recruit Dennis Gates was able to land. Oh my god. His name is actually JV Brown. We're we're pulling up pictures of recruits now. Apparently. The <laughs> next one. Hi, I'm Dennis, your new father. Sounds about right. Uh the <laughs> next one is Drinkwitz. You just a, lost to a hockey school. It's Drinkwitz at the Blues game wearing the hockey helmet. Oh, that's a great one. Uh up next it's Truman the Tiger photoshopped over Tom Brady, who's now wearing Mizzou-esque colors. And it's got all of our Super Bowls that we've won this year because everyone keeps saying, oh, this, I guess this was your Super Bowl. I guess this was your Super Bowl. I guess beating us was your Super Bowl. Well, if that's the case, then we've got it. Then Mizzou is successful as hell because they've won seven Super Bowls this year. Oh my god, the next one, Brock. This oh, was my man. favorite. All aboard oh, the bang bus. You just got railed. And it's Dennis Gage driving a 
cartoon-esque bus with Mizzou in the front with Hodge, East, and Kobe sticking their heads out the uh, windows. Oh, that's, 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 that's amazing. But I think all those pale in comparison to the one that I made this really? past week. And you know which one I'm talking about because it is now in your, uh, uh, on your camera roll. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you put, uh, you put the, the blaster Jackson, uh, Timmy trumpet, Narco. uh, Narco, uh, in the background of the picture of, uh, Trinkwitz. The picture of Drinkwitz holding up the holding up the sign that says "Fuck that tiger, dick bitch," and also gave him red glowing eyes. Yes, sir. Also, it is now my job to always, whenever Mizzou wins from now on, uh, send the tweet from the uh, opposing team, or quote tweet the opposing team's tweet after Mizzou beats them, to post the clip from Rogue One of. The guy from the Empire saying, Are we blind? Deploy the garrison! No, not that one. Are we blind? Blow the thing out of the sky! No, no, I'll send you the... <laughs> I, I, I know what you mean, I saw it. Yeah. Because I, I do that from now on. I, I guess that's just going to be my legacy now for Mizzou. Yes. Which, eh... There are worse ones to have. True. <laughs> if my legacy is to deploy, are we blind? Deploy the garrison, and also narco playing over a very happy Drinkowitz. I- I'm fine with that. I'm very, mm-hmm. very fine with that. I will I make schools well. rue the day. That I started doing stuff for the or the day I became a Mizzou fan. <laughs> Sorry, you ready to talk about um, more outrage for Mizzou with uh, Dennis getting snubbed? Oh, for coach of the year, yes. This was a gross misjustice. Who ended up getting it? I didn't see. It was a uh, co. Coaches, it was A and M and Vanderbilt. Ah, yes. I can, under, I can understand the Vanderbilt one. No, I can understand A and M. Ah, yes, Vanderbilt. You know the seven seed in the SEC. Hmm. Oh. Yes. Let's not go with the team that's the four seed, who is projected to be fourteenth in the fucking conference. True who had only one returning player on his team when they started. And then everyone else was transferred. Everyone else was transfers. Only one was from a Power 5 team as well of the transfers. Everyone else was a mid-major. And apparently Dennis Gates put together the best goddamn mid-major all-star team of all fucking time. Oh, yeah. So, also, I don't want to hear anyone ever again say Mizzou doesn't belong in the SEC ever a fucking again. 
that's 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 kind of getting annoying. It's not even getting annoying. It's a dead point at this point. Ben, it's dead. <laughs> it's a dead meme. It's a it's dead, dead meme. It's dead. You know why? Four seed, double buy. <sighs> it wasn't about the money, Batman. It's about sending a message. <laughs> and that's exactly what Mizzou's done this year. They've sent a message. But Mizzou doesn't play Ben until Friday now. (laughs) As this podcast goes live, there will be SEC tournament action with, uh, I don't know, like LSU, Old Miss, Georgia, and uh, whoever else is at the bottom. I don't know. Let me look. Hang on. Um... Mm. All the leaves are brown. Uh, Old Miss, South Carolina, LSU, Georgia. Are your tournament matchups for uh, when this podcast comes out? So, all right, I want your predictions right now. Who's going to win between Old Miss and South Carolina? Three and fifteen in the SEC versus four and fourteen in the SEC. South Carolina and Ole Miss. I think I'm going to go Ole Miss. Okay, that's where the betting lines are. Uh, LSU versus Georgia. LSU is two and sixteen in the SEC, and Georgia is six and twelve. Georgia. Well, the betting lines have LSU for some reason. On Thursday, Tennessee will await the winner of, I do believe, South Carolina Old Miss. Vanderbilt awaits the winner of uh, LSU-Georgia, which means the other two matchups are Mississippi State and Florida, 8-10 and versus 9-9 and in the SEC. Who do you got? Oh, sorry, what was it again? Mississippi State eight and ten, Florida nine and nine. Florida, Arkansas and Auburn. Arkansas eight and ten in the SEC. Auburn ten and eight. Arkansas. I have to say Auburn because Arkansas looks like hot goddamn garbage. Ricky Council the fourth. And then I don't know. Oh, this is glorious to look at. Mizzou, with that double bye, will play the winner of Tennessee and whoever wins the first-round matchup. Ah, so good, so good. Mizzou is the same record as the two-seed in the SEC tournament as well, by the way. So, you know, just keep that in mind. Man. Uh, tickets are as low as $41 for that game for L- or for Mizzou already, by the way. So. Really? Yes, go go get your tickets for Friday, March 10th. Just out of In Nashville. Yeah. Uh, what the f- And they apparently don't play past March 10th. What? Huh? Huh? According to ESPN, they don't play any games past March 10th. (sighs) 
Hold up. That they just haven't right. updated everything yet. That can't be right. I'm pulling it up right now. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So they do play again. Uh, ho, 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 ho. Man, if it was only in St. Louis, <laughs> we could go if Mizzou made it that far to the SEC Championship. Because tip-off for that game is at noon. Anyway. Anything else you want to talk about Mizzou-related? I think that probably covers it. Um, Oh. Uh, Tomorrow, or I mean, technically when this is getting uploaded, uh, the Mizzou-Kaffner and uh, School of Arts and Sciences career fair will be going on. Oh, joy. So I'll be at that trying to get a job. And what will you be trying to get a job in? <laughs> Something where I can be outside in natural resources. Yeah, fair enough. Ben, a tweet is Please being... give me a job, sir. Ben, a tweet is being sent to you on Twitter right now for our next topic. Because uh, fans are going to war right now. Oh, what? Fans are going to war right now. So, uh, on the most recent tweet that from the podcast that we did, where (laughs) it was saying Ben's pissed off. If you do that again, I'm done. He was about to leave. Uh, I. First off, I love this guy's name. His Sloppy ass. Rock, Tennessee. We I love, love this guy. But he's a he's a he's not a a a, a, a volunteers fan. He's a Commodore. So, but Ben, if you would, uh, what 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 did he say that set off some other fans? He said. Ben shouldn't leave. Tommy should. He's the only one who sounds like he doesn't know what he's talking about. I wish Tommy was here to react <laughs> to that. Because... Uh, and then our, uh, our, our super fan <laughs> responded. Uh, Shut up, you stupid American pig. Never talk about God sending Tommy. To which Slapper Rock <laughs> Tennessee responded with a very confused gif. And oh my god. I will just send you the translation in Discord, Ben, as to yeah. what uh, the response was from our super fan. I want you to say that <laughs> and read that off. Let's see. Our super fan said, rude American pug faces, B-word learns not everyone speaks English. Okay, you know, whatever, whatever, you know. Sure, sure, you know. 
Uh, however, that wasn't the main fight. The main fight was between someone that we kind of talked about uh, this week. Our last podcast in uh, Mr. Marty LaCroix, or LaCroix. Um, who took major issue with uh, him saying anything bad about Mr. Tommy Haley. I will say this, although I wish Tommy was here, because I want Tommy to say it in his accent. Uh, Mr. LaCroix responding to Sloppy Rock. You're a goddamn idiot if you really think that. Tommy may have may have his issues, but he is incredible chemistry with Brock and Ben. Sloppy Rock responds with, Oh boy, I've pissed off the racist rednecks that support Tommy at Dude Rest. Dude Rex 14, does this guy actually speak for you? And if so, is it because both of you are from Pisshole, Louisiana? Uh, LaCroix responds with, You're another entitled Gen Z kid who doesn't know what they are talking about and you and who thinks their opinion actually matters. Buckley responded with uh, uh, the guy from the water boy, like the coach, you know, and LaCroix said, this only goes to prove my point even further. Hello? Oh? Alright, that was weird. Not Discord crashed, yeah. I think. Yeah. I finished the rest of the tweet from the exchange between LaCroix and Buckley, so. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of hate, but it looks, or mainly between the fans, but it looks mainly like uh, they all love you, so. <laughs> That's good. I, I, I'm glad no one hates me, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a positive. <laughs> yes. Ben gives thumbs up. Ben much impressed. That, Very impressed. That fan base likes Ben. <laughs> but my the the highest goal in life <laughs> to be liked by our fan base. Yes, I'd, I'd hope so. So you know. All right. Well, uh, you want to talk about the SFL? Um. What do you mean? What What about it? No, just review week three. Oh, yeah, sure. We, we could. Get, I could go through that. 
you know, because we're we're going to an XFL game this week, so you know. I, hey, I totally even forgot that uh, week three of the XFL even happened. How? I don't we're literally know. Going to I, week had very, four. I had a very busy weekend. Yeah, fair enough. Same here. But we literally are going to week no, four. No. What? We lost. What? Okay. What? Week three of the XFL on Saturday, March 4th at 6 p.m. Central Time. The Seattle Sea Dragons were in Las Vegas playing the Vipers. In the worst field the, in the, the goddamn league. And Ben DiNucci, the Italian god, and Josh the Weed Gordon were able to lead the Sea Dragons to a 30-26 win over Vegas. Did you see how they got the win? I did not. It was a last-second touchdown, pretty much, from DiNucci to Gordon. Nice. I did get to see this at work. People were mad. <laughs> uh, we will skip over the next one because we talk about them last for obvious reasons. Yes. Then we had the Orlando Guardians at the Arlington Renegades on Sunday, March 5th at 3 p.m. Eastern, or 3 p.m. Central. And in an extremely low-scoring affair... Orlando loses to Arlington 9 to 10. I do believe Orlando is now 0 and 3. Same with Vegas probably? Yes. Orlando is 0 Kind of figured that they were going to be the worst two teams. Uh, I had hope with Vegas, but Orlando I didn't have any goddamn hope for. <laughs> so <laughs> Up next was San Antonio at Houston as the Roughnecks beat the Brahmas 22-13. And uh, no surprise, the quarterback that I knew the least about going into this league, Jack Cohen, uh, was uh, 8 for 20, 64 yards, one touchdown, one interception. As for the Roughnecks, their dual-threat quarterbacks, uh, well, it's pretty much just one now as Brandon Silver's led the way for the Roughnecks, 24 for 35, 278, three touchdowns, one INT, rushing-wise, no touchdowns on the ground for the Roughnecks. Two touchdown passes were caught by Jonte Crinlan, and one was caught by Deontay Burton for the Roughnecks. The only scoring done by the Brahmas was by Jaquez Patrick on the ground for the Brahmas. And that was it. One interception was Cameron Kelly on the day. That was not a touchdown. So literally just kicking for the Brahmas got them 13 points as Houston ran away with this one. And so far, looks to have the battle for Texas locked up as they look like the second, if not the best team, the second best team in the XFL this year. Mm Mm-hmm. But and at then, high noon. <laughs> yes. Like, and a battle of the heavyweights, I believe, here in the XFL. Oh, oh, the, yes. Yes, Brock? Yes. These are the two heavyweights. Because they are in the yeah. same division. They are in the XFL North, which is weird to think about 
St. Louis and D.C. as the North. But the, the battle of the two northern heavyweights at noon on Sunday, uh, the Battle Hawks sadly fell to the D.C. defenders 28-34 to 34 uh, in the, the highest scoring game of the weekend. Yeah. The... In the lead-up to the game, the defenders announced that they will be allowing the Cup Snake. Yeah, the Battlehawks weren't going to win as soon as that was announced. Yeah. As soon as... Uh, that was it. That was all wrap. But the Battlehawks fought very uh, valiantly. However, just unfortunately came up just short on this one, as I have the uh, stat lines here for our beloved Battlehawks for you. AJ McCarron... 26 for 42, 262, four touchdowns, two interceptions. One of those interceptions was a pick six. It was indeed, and that's pretty much what uh, killed the Battlehawks right there. Uh, Your receiving touchdowns were very spread out. Hakeem Butler had one, Brian Hill had one, Jake Sutherland had one, and Stephen Mitchell had one. Hakeem Butler again balling out. Uh, A.J. McCarron also lost a fumble. So did Mateo Durant. So, in total, four turnovers for the Battlehawks. That's not going to win you any games, really, when you play like that. No. Jordan Te'amu, the former Battlehawk from a previous life, was 11 for 20, 196, one touchdown, no interceptions. Derek King, 3 for 3, 14 yards, one teddy. On the ground, Jordan Tamu also picked up another rushing touchdown. On He also had 10 carries for 22 yards. The receiving touchdowns were Ethan Wolf and Chris Blair. Tiamu did also lose a fumble, as well as Raquel Armstead, who lost two. But just that enough to fend off the Battlehawks. As when you only turn the ball over three times compared to four, you're going to win that turnover differential battle. Also, fourth down efficiency, the defenders were 100%. Third down efficiency, St. Louis, 33%. The defenders, 46.2%. So, that is uh, not great. Also, there were only five penalties in this game, so not too bad. Not too bad at all. No. So, there you go. The Battlehawks are back in St. Louis this week at a game that we've stated already multiple times. We will be at. But here are your XFL standing updates. First in the South Division. The Houston Roughnecks sit all alone atop at 3-0. The Dallas Renegades, or the Dallas Renegades. I'm so used to calling them the Dallas Renegades because that name's way better. The Arlington Renegades are 2-1. San Antonio Brahma's 1-2. And the Guardians in last place, 0-3. In the north, DC Defenders, 3-0. St. Louis Battlehawks, 2-1. Seattle Dragons, 1-2. Vegas Vipers, 0-3. The top two from each conference, or each division, Advance to the playoffs, remember. So basically, uh, Bellhawks keep playing like they're playing. They'll get a chance to get some uh, revenge against the DC Defenders. 
in the playoffs. We can only hope. Would you like to know who's leading the league in uh, passing yards? That is the one and only Italian god Ben DiNucci with 855 yards. I'm glad that you also have that pulled up as well. <laughs> without knowing... The you, Italian uh, god. <laughs> without looking it up, uh, could you? did you know who the uh, Orlando Guardians quarterback was? No. It's, it's Paxton Lynch, everybody. So... There's that. Your rushing leader for the XFL is uh, Morgan Ellison with 170. So a very pass-happy league. Sadly, I want to see some more running. I want some body parts. Your receiving leader is Shakur Pearson of the Seattle Sea Dragons. With 272, Josh Gordon in second with 225. Contrary Kirkland of the Houston Roughnecks, 204. And then a Battlehawk in Hakeem Butler, 198. On defense, your leading tackler is Willie Harvey of the St. Louis Battlehawks, your leading sack leader is Trent Harris of the Houston Roughnecks, followed by a three or a four-way tie, no, three-way tie, excuse me, for second place in Jarrell Owen, Tim Ward, and Maximilian Roberts, all with three as well. Tackles for loss, your leader is Trent Harris again, followed by Laron Stokes. Fumbles, your force fumble leader. It's a, uh, it's actually a four-way tie for first. Lacal London from St. Louis, Lejon Winningham from uh, Arlington, who's a wide receiver, by the way. So keep that in mind. Maximilian Roberts as well to force ones along with Devin Bellamy. As for the fumble recoveries, it's. Kevin Atkins of your St. Louis Battlehawks, Jamal Brooks, and Ben DeLuca of the Battlehawks as well, Jamal Brooks of D.C., all with two. No one has returned one back for a touchdown yet. Your interception leader is Michael Joseph from D.C. He's got two touchdowns on picks this year, so. And his three intercept, his three total in... The three games played, two of those three have been on touchdowns. Exactly. Uh, Devontae Bosby and Tomasi Lalia also have an interception and a tutty each for them. Your second place interception leaders are Sean Davis and Eugene Harris of the... Houston Roughnecks. Only one interception for a Battlehawk, and that's Nate Madores. As it's now time for special teams. Kicking. Your worst kicker goes to Jose Borges. On three attempts, he's only made one. So, there you go. And the longest field goal made goes to San Antonio's Parker Romo with 48-yarder. 
followed by Bailey Griffin, Matthew McCrane with 47, and then Donald Hagman of your St. Louis Battlehawks, who also is seven or is also uh, three for seven on field goals. So that's not great. Kick return yeah. yards. Darius Shepard is your leader in the XFL from your St. Louis Battlehawks with 351. Punting wise, we're going to go with average. It's Brad. There was Wing. there have been no kick return touchdowns yet. There has not. Brad Wing is your punting average leader in from San Antonio with four forty seven point four, followed by the goat, the legend, Marquette King, forty six point seven for the Renegades. He also leads the league in punting yards. And when it comes to punts inside the forty, Race Porter of San or from uh, Houston. Leads the league, followed by Sterling Hoffreicher from the St. Louis Battlehawks and Daniel Whelan from D.C. with four as well. Punt returns, your leader is uh, William Lakely from Houston with 142 or 122 return yards. Sadly, no one has returned a punt for a touchdown. Uh, yeah, I do believe that is all the stats, unless you want to go into team stats. Uh, I think that's us covering all of those individual ones are probably good enough. All right, well, there you go. Unless you want to hang on, who's who? Well, that don't tell me what I want. Damn it. Uh, Your total touchdown leader is uh, Houston at 10, followed by Seattle and... St. Louis, who have eight each, and then D.C., San Antonio, and Vegas with seven. So, surprisingly, even though they're one of the worst teams in the league, uh, Seattle tied for second for most touchdowns this year. On offense, at least. Defensive-wise, your sack-leading team is Houston, followed by D.C., so go figure the two best teams in the league are the ones that with the best sack totals. So they also are the two teams with the most interceptions. That has been your XFL update on VTT. Go Battlehawks. We will be there Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday during Ford Truck Month. Is it Ford Truck Month? Yes, sir, your official partner of Mizzou Athletics and the St. Louis Blues. Oh, fuck the Blues. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that... I we... saw that on a commercial, so I had to say it. Oh, my God. Anyway, Ben, let's get through your list before we go into our tier ranking here. Are we, are we going to go over our um, MIPs of the week now or later? Uh, later. Okay. Uh, I think I we're going to do go MIPs through. now just before we do your review. <laughs> your oh, MIPs now? No, you're, no, we'll do MOPs, MIPs later after we do, before we do your uh, reaction video, or your re, your reaction yeah. to video, wrestling, whatever we're going to call it. Ben Ben watches wrestling, I think is what we're calling the series. Because I have, I have my three things, my list, and the MIP stuff. Excellent. Still, so. But let's start with your list of things. All right. Uh, I go get foods. All righty. And you might want to 
make sure that you're able to hear all this while I'm saying it. Oh, I mean, hey, bud. There's my oh, kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> There's all my right. kitchen. All right. So starting us off in the NFL, we have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. Um, starting us off, we get to talk about uh, Dan Snyder for his uh, alleged bank fraud with uh, the commanders. Uh, apparently there was a secret $55 million loan. The team was used as his personal piggy bank, and he charged the team $4.5 million to put the team logo on the plane. Sounds like a pretty uh, scummy guy to me. Well, it is damn next scummy. up, so next up uh, the Buccaneers will be releasing running back Leonard Fournette when the new league year begins March 15th. I want him to go to the Saints so goddamn bad <laughs> so Tommy can suffer more. The Falcons released Marcus Mariota over the weekend. Devin Ritter is the starting quarterback. <laughs> uh, and then... Um, Former, uh, now, former NFL groundskeeper and newly retired uh, groundskeeper known as the Sod Father, who everyone remembers is the one who did the field stuff for the Super Bowl, also, as you may recall. Also works for the Royals. Yes. Uh, says that the Super Bowl 57 field was overwatered and had begun to decay. So Lovely. Congrats on the NFL spending $800,000 on that field. <laughs> to overwater it. Yep. Um, a judge ruled that Brian Flores can press discrimination case charges versus the NFL and three teams in court after the league asked for arbitration. Didn't he just <laughs> get a fucking coaching job? He did, yeah. <laughs> and I'm still gonna sue. Oh Jesus! Okay, well you're no longer employed <laughs> again. Um, the Seahawks are interested in reuniting with linebacker Bobby Wagner. Um, and now we get to like talk about uh, what was that, Brock? I said, of course they are. They were a playoff team this year. <laughs> yes. And what was lacking um, in their team? Defense. Mm-hmm. Andrew Locke not playing. The Jaguars franchise tagged Evan Ingram. Um, and the NFL Players Association team report cards came out this past week as well. Bro, we're like a week late on this shit. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I, I'd like to go through uh, some of my favorite moments after reading through this. Can we just go um, over and our so, three favorite teams? Or, well, no, but... So if no. you guys listening didn't hear about this, the NFL Players Association released a survey this past Wednesday where players were asked to grade the working conditions of their current team. The Players Association had 1,300 players rate how their current team handles eight specific categories, those ranging from, like, family care to, like, food... Training staff, etc. Hang on, I need to do math. Three. Okay, they didn't. It like 
send surveys to 300 players. A thousand three hundred players. No, I know. There are uh, about seven hundred players on fifty-three man rosters in the NFL at any well, given time. So they didn't send yeah. it to about four thousand players or four hundred players. I want to know who those four hundred are. But some of the the funniest moments that we learned from the uh, the. The survey was that the Jaguars have an apparent rat problem. Uh, the Jaguars might want to think about bringing an actual Jaguar into their facility because that might help with their rat problem. Seriously, they have a rat problem. According to the survey, the rat issue was the number one complaint for players in Jacksonville. When asked what the number one thing they wanted to change at their facility, the answer was unanimous. Get rid of the rats. Players reported that for three to four weeks during the 2022 season, oh there was God. a rat infestation in the locker room and laundry hampers. Jesus Christ. And then also, to go along with that, uh, don't eat at TIAA Bank Field, home of the Jaguars. Inspectors found 159 incidents of rat droppings and discovered 129 violations at concession stands at the Jaguars stadium this past season. I wish Tommy was here because the son of the Jaguars owner owns a wrestling company named All Elite Wrestling. And they have matches at that stadium. So I just, you know, I wish Tommy was here. It could be like, bro, what the fuck's going on? He's going to have to listen to this then. He will. Next up, uh, we learned that the Cardinals are cheapskates. Like every other team, the Cardinals will let you take food home from the practice facility, but unlike other teams, the Cardinals are charging their players to take the food home. From the survey, if players would like dinner, it will be boxed up for them, but players reported that the team will charge you via payroll deduction. This is apparently the only club that does this. Players also noted that they are charged for every meal they eat at the facility during the offseason. Also, their quality of food ranked dead last. Bad food does not sound like a smart way to entice free agents. No, it's also Arizona, who have historically had some of the worst ownership. Yes. Um, next up, uh, the Bengals need to fix their plumbing. The Bengals ranked at the sixth worst team overall in this survey, and one reason is because they can't get the simple things right. The plumbing isn't working, and there's nowhere for players to charge their cell phones. According to the survey, players have issues with the showers and toilets not consistently working, and they are the only team that does not have outlets in their lockers to charge devices. The Bengals are also one of two teams that doesn't provide vitamins to their players, and the only team that doesn't provide supplements. Okay, I feel like the charger thing is kind of a nitpick, but everything else is very valid. Uh, next up, uh, the Commanders hate everything about playing for the Commanders. This was great. The Commanders finished dead last in this survey, and it's easy to see why. The players have no faith in Dan Snyder to upgrade the facility. They feel the training room is understaffed. Some players are forced to have a roommate at the team hotel the night before a game, and they don't fly their players first class. Players also noted that there's a lack of warm water and poor drainage in the showers. Maybe the commanders and Bengals can go in on a plumber together. 
Does this really surprise anyone about Washington, though? No. Um, next up, Brock, you might not know about this one. The Colts might need a new chef. No, no, I knew this one. I knew this one. The Colts ranked 16th overall, but their quality of food was the one spot where they were lacking with players giving the team a D grade. Players, players dislike the food so much that they apparently sometimes bring their own food from home to eat at the facility. When you play for an NFL team and you have to pack your own lunch, that's probably not a good thing. Or you just want different meal prep. True. But Colts also had an F grade on travel, which seemed to be fairly common. Yeah. I think the Chiefs also had that. I'm like, whoa, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, Chiefs are ranked uh, bottom three, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I saw that. I'm like, huh. Yeah. Still won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Treats players but, um, like shit. Still win Super Bowl. It's okay. Let's go Lions, baby. Yeah. But um, uh, next up, uh, the Ravens hate their strength coaches. This was the funniest one to me. <laughs> Ravens players voted their strength coaches as the worst in the NFL. Here's what the survey had to say about Baltimore's situation. 30 of the 32 teams in the NFL gave their strength co- strength coaches fairly positive reviews. Baltimore was one of the two teams that fell well below the rest, the, that other team being the Chiefs. <laughs> and they were even significantly below the second-worst team. Players do not feel like the strength staff helps them be more successful with head strength coach Steve Saunders, so we will be interested to see if this area improves in his absence. The team clearly took this complaint to heart because it parted ways with Saunders last week who was the Ravens' head of strength and conditioning. So here's the thing. In football, as a player, you love your strength coach. That man is hyped all the time. He's trying to motivate y'all, everything. If he's... The Ravens were saying this dude was shit. Oh my God, what was he doing? Was he just coming in like, you fucking pieces of shit, I'm gonna beat your... I'm gonna kick your ass. If he was doing like that, ooh... And then following up the Ravens, we have uh, the Chiefs might need a new trainer. Chiefs might need the a Chief- lot. <laughs> the Chiefs training staff ranked as the worst in the NFL. The players' main issues with the training staff is that they feel discouraged from reporting their injuries. They do not feel like they get the level of personal care that they should, and they fear retribution for speaking up for better care. Despite all of those complaints, the Chiefs still managed to win their second Super Bowl in four years. Hmm, so what you're saying is the Chiefs are actually a bunch of pieces of shit. Who would have guessed? <laughs> uh, and then, uh, I'm finally so here on the list of... The major issues for my team were literally just the chef and then travel, which seemed to be very common. <laughs> yeah. And then, leading up the end of the interesting things, Chargers players would like some amenities and more space. Are the Chargers are one of two teams in the NFL that doesn't have a sauna or a steam room. The Texans are the other one. Also, from the cafeteria to the weight room to the locker room, players feel like everything is too small. The Chargers are currently running the team out of a converted office building, which seems to be the root of most of these issues. Fortunately for Chargers players, most of these issues should be fixed when the team's new $270 million practice facility opens in 2024. By the way, the saunas and spas. Ooh, we don't have a sauna or a spa. Ooh. 
That's, dude, I'm sorry, but that sounds like the most, like, one percenter fucking issue I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Like, oh, we don't have a sauna or a spa. I'm sitting here, I'm like, what the fuck, man, fuck you. I live in an 850-square-foot apartment that I'm paying 1100 a month for. Get fucked. Do you think that I'm over here, oh, I don't have enough space. No, dude, I'm fine with it. Yeah. And then are the top three teams going from number three to number one. At number three were the Las Vegas Raiders. Crazy. Probably because they got the brand-new stadium just a couple years ago. Probably. Number two, the Miami Dolphins, which I was kind of surprised by this ranking considering uh, my thoughts on their medical staff this season. And... Number one, surprising everybody probably, but not really, the Minnesota Vikings. They have a good ownership group. Like, you can't say anything bad about the Vikings' ownership. And they just got that brand new stadium, too, and everything looks amazing. Which they, if I'm not mistaken, helped pay for quite a bit. It wasn't like a, you know, what's going to end up being a Buffalo situation where the state's paying for a whole bunch of it, and... Mm-hmm. Like the ownership group took care of a good amount, if I'm not mistaken. Like, you don't hear complaints, oh, Vikings ownership sucks. No, you don't hear that. If anything, it's kind of the opposite. You hear they're good. Ownership group. Mm-hmm. So. And... Okay, so we're done with uh, that now. So continuing on with my list. Joe Montana's jersey from The Drive at Super Bowl Twenty Three has sold for $1.21 million, shattering the record for the most expensive football jersey ever sold. Fair. <laughs> we have... Uh, multiple NFL referees that are retiring this year. Hmm. Uh, we have Jerome Booger retiring after 19 years. Sad. Jerry Bergman retiring after 21 years. Also sad. Walt Coleman IV retiring after 8 years. Don't know who that is. And Stephen Patrick retiring after 19 years. <laughs> Next up, all uh, Brock, you're, ab- you're able to see a general of the Discord, correct? Yes. All those referees' numbers will be retired in the Patriots Hall of Fame next year. <laughs> yes, I have um, pulled up right now. Where's that? There we go. But um, continuing on, the Packers have promoted Aaron... Roberg, the first woman to become a full-time athletic trainer in franchise history. Cool. And I'm going to tell you, Brock, oh I would be God. okay with her being my athletic trainer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> huh. Huh. Moving on. Uh. No, the Raiders. Fran- no, 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 not yet. Not on yet. 
So, uh, how old is she? She's single. Uh, let, let me look real quick. Because <laughs> Ben's looking at this for himself as well. Let's see. Your pickup line for her should be, hey, I'm a Lions fan. So I so I can fuck you more than twice a year. <laughs> she went to. She got her bachelor's in athletic training from the University of Wisconsin. Sounds about right. And got her master's in exercise science from Pennsylvania Western University. Um. Okay. And she's been working with the Green Bay Packers since 2020. I'm not hearing an age. Let me see. Oh, it's the second. Okay, let's... 24 years old. Aaron, my name is Brock Gordon. I live in Kansas City, Missouri. Fuck the Packers. (laughs) My name is Walter Hartwell White. I live on... Mr. White, this shit tight as fuck. There's a 10-year difference between Roberg and the next youngest full-time trainer on the Packers staff. <laughs> I love how you're still on that. My name is Benjamin Duncan, and I am going after head trainers. From... Why are you still posting pictures of her? <laughs> okay, moving on. Moving on. Ben's sitting here like... I'm down bad. I want her. Moving on. The Raiders franchise tagged running back Josh Jacobs. Good. The Cowboys franchise tagged running back Tony Pollard. Should have signed him to a deal. Uh, I was able to watch about a little over half of the Travis Kelsey special on Saturday Night Live this weekend. I have no and, uh, interest. You know why? What was funny, though, Brock, is that Creed Humphrey, the chief center, was there with him for a skit. Okay. And uh, his brother, Jason Kelsey, was there for a couple of skits. Okay, cool. What program did you say this was? Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Modern Saturday Night Live? Yeah, the where bad they, one. Where they have lots of woke comedy? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'll pass. But the the funny the funniest skit that Travis did was definitely uh, straight male friend. That one was pretty funny. Again. My point stands. Uh next up, um let's see, where's the picture? Um Where's it at? sworn. Where's it at? I will change in yes, my Twitter um, bio that I am anti-modern. Florida quarterback. 
I uh, will change in my bio that I am anti-modern Saturday Night Live. But um, former Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson absolutely balled out at the Combine over the weekend. Has no one watched his fucking game tape? I, I just, I know I wasn't expecting this because um, he ran a 4.4340, which was the fat, the fourth fastest by a quarterback in the combine since 2003. He set the combine record for a quarterback in the vertical with 40.5. And he set the combine record for a quarterback in the broad jump with 10 feet, like 0.9. So that's pretty crazy. How tall is he? Um, I don't know. It doesn't say. Ladies and gentlemen, your new wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. Dude can't play quarterback when he even against SEC. Anthony opponent. Richardson is six four two thirty one. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, your next quarterback for the or your next wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. And was born May two thousand one. We're old, Brock. Fuck you, I'm not old. Fuck you, I'm not old. Uh, Next up, um, Blake Freeland set the record for offensive linemen in the vertical at the Combine, Brock. With this, and this white boy certainly has hops, getting a 37-inch vertical. I'm just saying, him... The dunk contest. I'm just saying. Apparently, white boys can jump now. So, is there anything mm-hmm. we can't do? I, I don't know. But uh, apparently, not be racist. Viking. Ooh. <laughs> um. The Vikings released linebacker Eric Kendricks. Saints released quarterback Jameis Winston. Tommy is Titans seething. Placed... Tommy is seething because I because of what you posted in the Snapchat group chat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Titans placed Derrick Henry on the trade block. Yes, you heard me right. King Henry is on the trade block. At running back, number 27, Derrick Henry. Ladies and gentlemen, your 2023 Arizona Cardinals. You need a running back. They need more than just a running back. The Saints signed Derek Carr to a four-year, $150 million deal with $100 million in total guarantees. Dude, he's seething. He is seething. I know that's... I know it's not the real reason that he's not here right now on the podcast. He's certainly seething, I know. But I want to say that's the reason why he's not here. Mm Mm-hmm. Even though we both know the real reason. Yep. The Chiefs let Orlando Brown, left tackle Orlando Brown, go to free agency and let Frank Clark go as well. And with them letting go of Frank Clark, they save 21 million cap space. And as a former Chiefs fan, I will say that I'm okay with us letting Frank Clark go to free agency because he is amazing in the postseason, but every... Every other time outside the postseason, a.k.a. regular season, he's mid at best. And 
with the the cap space that the Chiefs got and letting him go, we're just going to re-sign Orlando Brown out of free agency with that money. And then also, we, the Chiefs have we, 12 draft picks. We, we. The Chiefs, the Chiefs, sorry, I'm, I'm still trying to get over my former uh, Chiefs fan part of me. Brock, I'm sorry. You're fine, you're fine. We'll, but we'll, we'll the, do the Chiefs shock therapy. Yeah. This weekend. Yes. But um, the Chiefs have twelve draft picks in this year's draft, the most out of any team in the league, and so I'm sure we'll be able to figure something out. I'm sure the Chiefs will be able to figure something else out. Hey Chiefs, and do you want the fourth overall pick? Huh? Hey Chiefs, do you want the fourth overall pick? I don't know. <laughs> we're we're at thirty one, or the Chiefs are at thirty one. I thought they were at 32 because they won. Hmm. Um, all right, moving on from that, though. Uh, Jag, one of my favorite wide receivers in the league, Jaguars wide receiver Calvin Ridley has been fully reinstated following his suspension for violating the NFL's gambling policy. Let's go. He didn't even violate it, but let's go. Exactly. Um, Seahawks signed Geno Smith to a $105 million contract extension for three years. Hey. What would the Colts have to give up to get Drew Locke? I'm thinking a third. Colts get Drew Locke. That's the Colts quarterback situation figured out. We pick up Jalen Hyatt in the second round. Colts become a dynasty off Drew Locke. And I mean, he does have a horse cock, so it makes sense that he would go to a team where its mascot is a horse. And then Brock, um, some information on a retired and former Colts quarterback, Phillip Rivers, over the weekend. Um... According to Rich Eisen, while he was there at the Combine, hearing some rumblings from people, um, retired NFL quarterback Philip Rivers had expressed has expressed desire to return to the NFL. Not the goddamn Colts, he's not. And during the 2022 season, he had contacted the 49ers and Dolphins about coming out of retirement late in the season. Hang on, hang on bud. Okay, no, you're good. Keep going. Philip Rivers had contacted the 49ers and Dolphins about coming out of retirement late in the season. So it's just making me think, with all the injuries that happened to both of these teams at quarterback, what if uh, Philip Rivers had gone to, let's say, the 49ers? Would they be in a different situation against the Eagles? No, Brock Purdy still would have played. All right. <laughs> Next uh, Broncos are shopping. Hey, what up? He's old as shit. <laughs> his arm was shot his last year. He was in Indy. That was mm-hmm. evident in the playoff game against the Bills. Had Phillip played at least as good as he had the year before, the Colts would have won that game and probably beaten the Chiefs still. So... The Broncos are currently shopping wide receiver Cortland Sutton. 
Um, and another rumor that came out of the Combine over the weekend from Rich Eisen and what he had heard about. Uh, it. Tom Brady, Run Tom Brady might not be done after all with his playing in the NFL. Uh, folks are saying keep an eye on Miami. Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. Next, the the Cardinals are expected to trade or release wide receiver now known as Chosen, not Robbie Anderson. And a move, with um, the Cardinals move on from him, that would save them $12 million in cap space. When the fuck did he change his name to that? A few weeks ago. That's dumb as fuck. He's Robbie Anderson. Uh, the Jets and Packers have discussed Aaron Rodgers in the past couple of days. All right, now I'm going to pull up here the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson saga. Dude, this has been... <laughs> yeah. I'm just All right, like, so... Yeah, so with this, uh, as of today, the Ravens placed uh, a $32.41 million non-exclusive franchise tag on quarterback Lamar Jackson. And with this, he is allowed to negotiate with other teams. And if he does, the Ravens can match that. But if he goes to another team, I believe the Ravens get two first-round picks out of the situation. But this is just a crazy saga, and it's just like, what is going on? He's going to be in, you know, he won't go far. He'll just go to the D, he'll stay in the DMV. Mm-hmm. He's just going to Washington. Uh, all right. Today, the Giants franchise tagged Saquon Barkley and also signed Daniel Jones to a four-year deal worth $160 million, with $82 million of that guaranteed at signing, and up to $35 million in incentives. They should have flipped that. Yeah. Alright. Next, we are moving into the world of Major League Baseball. And so starting this out, Brock, um, if you could look in general, oh I will be posting a picture where every single MLB team has had their name typed out backwards. And huh? if you can tell me uh, which team has the best uh, name backwards, there's a clearly one right answer to this. Um. I'm going to go with the Royals because it's Sailor or Slayer. Yeah, the Royals backwards is Slayer. I mean, the next closest good one that makes sense Stim. is the Mets, and it's just Stim. I don't know. I don't mind Scub. No, that one don't make sense. Hmm. All right, moving on from that, uh, the Padres signed Ruffined Odor to a minor league deal. Sorts is not bad. Mm-hmm. The Royals Royal signed Jackie Bradley Jr. to a minor league contract. Uh, fuck that. There was even bigger news that came out of the Royals today. 
Exactly. Um, seven Cubs pitchers combined the other day for the first MLB spring game no-hitter since 2017 against the Padres. And, of course, it had to be the Padres. The best lineup in baseball. Dude, it's spring training. Calm your tits. That's what everyone's complaining about online. That's not me. <laughs> Rockies second baseman Brendan Rogers went down with an injury this past week and might be out for the foreseeable future. Hopefully not. But with that move, the Rockies signed... Mike Moustakis to a minor league contract and an invitation to spring training. Oh, God. If he makes the opening day roster, I would totally get a Rockies Mike Moustakis jersey. That wouldn't be bad. I, I would be okay with that jersey. Next, um, the Toronto Blue Jays are planning to honor Jose Bautista with the level of excellence on August 12th, there in Toronto. I'm assuming that's like their ring of honor. Yes, and I, I, have, a, I have a thing here that talks about it. Here we are. The Blue Jays' level of excellence is awarded to someone who has displayed tremendous individual achievement for the organization. The names and numbers of the honorees are displayed on the facing of the 500 level at Rogers Center. Recipients of the honor include players George Bell, Joe Carter, Carlos Delgado, Tony Fernandez, Roy Halliday, and Dave Steeb. Other honorees include executives Paul Beeston and Pat Gillick, commentator Tom Cheek, and manager Cito Gaston. So basically everyone that did anything positive with the last World Series team got it. <laughs> mm hmm Makes sense. And then the biggest news for baseball that happened today, Lorenzo Cain is to retire this season as a Royal this summer. Um, fuck that. Here's an even bigger piece of news for you that I found out. So the day after this podcast comes out, so Thursday, the Royals take on Great Britain. Huh? Yeah. Your Kansas City Royals, those that aren't playing in the World Baseball Classic. Which, there's a lot of Royals playing in the World Baseball Classic. Um, are taking on Team Great Britain. What kind of goddamn Civil War bullshit is this? What the hell? What the hell? But yeah, so... But more oh, on Lorenzo Cain yeah. retiring. Go back to that. Um, the the two-time All-Star and former American League Championship Series MVP will officially retire this summer as a Kansas City Royal. Um, the Royals are working on logistics of when to invite Cain to Kauffman Stadium for a ceremony. Cain suggested sometime in May. So, here's what makes here's what that makes me think. Retirement ceremony. For sure, gotta be at that game. Yeah, but also, you know what that makes me think, right? They're gonna retire his number. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna do it before they retire Gordo's. 
And that's kind of fucked up. Maybe they try to do Gordo and Kane on the same night. So then that would bring the retired numbers number four, number five, number six, number 10, number 20, and number 42. And if they do that, you got to figure 13 is going to get retired then. Has to. Has to. And then maybe 35 and 20. Oh, 20 nah, it's not even a question anymore. 26 is getting retired as well. Grinky's number is getting retired. Or 23. You mean 23? 23. 23 is oh, yeah. getting retired. Like, there's no question on that. He's he's literally the best pitcher we've had since Saberhagen and Dan Quisenberry. So. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So then, uh... See, if there's nothing else about baseball, we move into the NHL. Dude, trade deadline week was fucking nuts this year. Let, let's just get let's just rip the band-aid off, shall I we? I fucking rock? told you this last week where he was going and when. Yeah, let's Did just I rip not? the band-aid off. Did I not? Did I not? No. No. I told you. I told you. Yeah. You had fucking three days to get ready for that and then it got announced yeah and i remember texting you going i fucking told you yes i I know i know brock so go ahead start crying all right the rangers get patrick kane from the blackhawks for a 2023 conditional second round pick and a 2023 fourth round pick (laughs) the blackhawks got fleeced 100%. 100%. Ding dong, the witch is dead. The wicked witch, the witch is dead. Ding dong, the wicked witch is dead. There's no member of the Blackhawks' dominating run against the Predators that is left. You are nothing. You are scum of the fucking earth. Enjoy the goddamn basement where you fucking belong. Your trash piece of shit organization. You allowed a fucking child rapist to run rampant in your organization for 10 fucking years and did nothing and were complicit about it. You deserve, and your organization deserves this more than anything in the fucking world. I hope you have no joy, no love, anything from this team for the next 25 fucking years. Also, you should be a Predators fan now. But then, following that trade, Senators acquired defensive man Jacob Chikrun from the Coyotes for three draft picks, including a conditional first-round draft pick in 2023. The Suns are loading up, by the way. They may be something. The Sabres traded Bjork to the Blackhawks for future considerations. This next one is the one that sent me over the edge because now I don't feel like the Blackhawks have anybody at all in the organization to begin with now in terms of good young players as well. <laughs> but um, the Blackhawks sent uh, Max Demi and Domi and uh, Dylan Max, Wells to Max Dallas Dillon. for Anton 
Kudobin and a 2025 second rounder. Sir, you still got Seth Jones, who you paid a goddamn fuck ton of money to. Them sending Max Domi away just was the final, just like, stake in my chest. and just Why? He's not even off. a fucking Blackhawks original. Anytime somebody mentions his name, I think of the goddamn Coyotes. I or, know, but he was, in, he was at least something good. He was at least something good that was doing well, and now he's gone too. Sir, you're getting I mean, the first overall pick. Anyway. Just embrace it. Embrace the yeah. suck. Trust me, it's for the best. Yeah. The Ducks acquired forward Dylan Sakura from the Blackhawks for Maxim Golod. Um, this year's Bruins team is the fastest team to 100 points in NHL history. This them reaching like, that in this, 61 games. This Bruins team's a goddamn machine. This might be the fucking year. <laughs> mm-hmm. We, we, people who... <clears throat> joke was made over the uh, trade deadline because the West was trading a lot of players away to East during conference teams. Pretty much whoever wins the East is probably going to win the Stanley Cup, and it's just going to be... I don't even know who the representative from the West is going to be, because even the uh, Avalanche looked bad this year. (sighs) Ah, It could be Winnipeg, which, God, that's such a weird thing to say. My, When was the last time we did an... NHL update. I don't know, man. It's been a few months, right? Mm-hmm. All right, well, here's your standings. We're going to go through the standings right now. For the West. Uh, yeah, here are your... I guess your top candidates to represent the Western Conference... The Dallas Stars, Minnesota Wild, Colorado Avalanche, and Winnipeg Jets currently hold uh, playoff spots in the Central Division, in the Pacific. Vegas, Los Angeles, Seattle, and Edmonton also hold um, uh, playoff spots with Calgary and Nashville nipping at the heels of those teams as well. It's gotta be. The Avalanche can't stay this bad, can they? They gotta wake up at some point, right? I don't know, man. Because, granted, they've only played 62 games so far, and they've got 76 points. But even saying that, Nashville's played 61 games, they got 69 points. Nice. Nice. So... I, I, it could be that your representative from the West is the Kraken in their second year. Which would just be insane. Well, I mean, the Knights, Vegas was the West representative in their first year, so. True. And got their cheeks clapped by goddamn Washington, so. Yeah, well, Rich can deserve that. He did. And that's unfortunately going to be the 
only bright spot for the rest of the time because they currently have 68 points and are nowhere near a fucking uh, playoff spot. So, But continuing on with <clears throat> NHL stuff, the Blackhawks acquired Austin Wagner from the LA Kings for future considerations. And Nick and Brett Ritchie became the first brothers in NHL history to be traded for each other. This is so wrong. It was so wrong. Maybe they can just swap houses. They didn't even have to change jerseys. <laughs> Here you go. Here's your jersey. Here's your jersey. Nice. <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, be pretty simple. All right, you keep your brother. That way no one has to change the uh, jersey number to buy another jersey for the guy. Yeah, it's uh-huh. like, oh, I get to keep the same jersey and it works. Yeah. All right, next in the world of golf. Wish Tommy was here. Damn. We had uh, LIV Golf's season debut for this year the other day on the CW. And it averaged a 0.18 rating and less than 300,000 viewers. World's Funniest Animals and a rerun of Masters of Illusion outdrew this golf competition. (laughs) I think us on the CW would outdraw that golf competition. Probably. Hey, CW, you want to put it to a test? Come on. <laughs> Let's get yeah. us on there, CW. Come on. Just one time. Just one time. You know, test run. If we outdraw it, we stay on uh, full time, you know. Keep our same time uh, slot we have now, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, uh, one little piece of information on the... On the NBA, uh, Miami Heat's uh, Udonis Haslam will retire at the end of the season. Respect for him playing that long for one team. Mm-hmm. Next up, uh, in the XFL, we had something the happen, XFL. Brock. That we didn't talk about earlier. But um, there was a player that was cut from a team... Before this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, the Guardians of the XFL cut quarterback Quinton Dormandy after he had allegedly gave an opposing team's after he allegedly gave an opposing team plays from the Guardians playbook. The Guardians heard about it, investigated, and released Dormandy, and they also removed his stats from their website. My guy, that's not the right thing to do. Yeah. Come on, then man. hit a yeah. Then we have a quick spot in the world of NASCAR. They're making a left turn. The one true race, NASCAR. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> The Master uh, Race NASCAR. Chase Elliott is going to miss about six weeks 
because of a broken leg. Fair. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how how it happened, but I saw that notification today, and I'm like, okay. Then, in the world of wrestling slash boxing, we had some major fights over the weekend, Brock. On when Saturday, this, wouldn't this be UFC? Uh, I I'm not sure, but um, Alexa Grasso beat Valentina Shevchenko via submission to become the flyweight champ and hand uh, Shevchenko her first loss since 2017. Mm-hmm. And John Jones defeated Cyril Gain via John first round submission Jones, in a first fight bone. in more than. Three years to claim the heavyweight title. John Bones motherfucking Jones. That's UFC, baby. The baddest motherfucking man walking this goddamn planet. John Bones Jones stays out of the fight game because he loved the weed too goddamn much. And what does he do? He comes back. He wins by fucking submitting motherfuckers. Not knocking them out like he used to. First round. He used to just knock motherfuckers out. Now he's making people tap out. This dude is a beast, and y'all should start bowing to him right now. He's the greatest UFC heavyweight of all time. I'm saying it right now, all time. All right, and then moving into our last section from my list for this week, the world of college sports. Or... It, te- it technically always just changes between football during the football season and basketball during basketball season, so on and so forth. What about baseball? But, and baseball stuff, if there ever is anything. What about but, softball? If there's some something worthy. What about um, lacrosse? Polo? There's a polo. You're, you're pushing it. Did you know there's D1 polo? But Georgia defensive linemen and... Potential first-round draft pick in this year's draft, Jalen Carter, was subject of an arrest warrant after leaving the scene of the fatal car crash that killed a Georgia teammate and staffer in January. He was booked and then posted bond literally the night before the combine for defensive linemen. Um, Made good money on them NIL deals. Mm-hmm. Um... The college FBS leaders are in favor of a proposed rule change that will shorten college football games. No. Thank you, Brock. That's what I agree with as well. (laughs) No. College football needs to be longer. 15-minute quarters aren't enough. I want 20-minute quarters. Unless Mizzou's getting blown out, then I want six-second quarters. Mm-hmm. Antoine Davis fell four points shy of breaking Pistol Pete Maravich's D1 men's basketball record over the weekend, uh, cementing his, himself as the NCAA's second all-time scorer in men's basketball history. Nobody With ever remembers 3,164 points. Nobody ever remembers second place. Mm-hmm. Next up, um, I don't know how correct, how true this is or not, but um, apparently 
a legitimate concern NFL teams have with Kentucky quarterback Will Levis is his deathly fear of milk. I don't like I said I don't know if this is true or not. It was going around on Twitter and Reddit. So um and a- apparently uh I've been told he screams in terror at even the slight even the sight of milk let alone the taste. It impedes his daily tasks, source said. I'm worried how he'll fit in an NFL program. Yeah, I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> Coming from the guy that puts um, mayo in his coffee. Okay, maybe it's not bullshit. Yeah. Um... There was a list that was put out. I'm just saying, I don't think Bill Levis is a human. (laughs) There was a list that was put out of the suspected three permanent opponents for each SEC team over the weekend. Uh, uh, Mizzou should be uh, Arkansas, Tennessee, uh, Arkansas, uh, Kentucky, and South Carolina. You have one of those correct. I Arkansas. sent the list in general. <laughs> Arkansas, I'm guessing? Yes. Yeah, it's the only one that makes sense. Uh, Missouri, Oklahoma, Arkansas. Vet. Okay, I can see Vanderbilt, actually. I can see that. Mm-hmm. So wait, are they... Oh, no, are they just going to make it a round robin? These are the suspected three teams that each team would play every single year. Oh, if they God, that means you just to, play Like everyone. the nine format, whatever. No, 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 no. I liked my version that I had better. Also, why the fuck Vanderbilt? I don't know. That's such a random... But isn't there, isn't there something wrong with uh, Tennessee's three teams right there? Vanderbilt, Alabama, South Carolina. Isn't there someone that they play like every year in October or something? Alabama. Is it Alabama? I don't know. It's Alabama. Why don't they have Kentucky on that list? I would think it would be Alabama... Yeah, I would think it would be Vanderbilt, Alabama, Kentucky. And the Kentuckys would be, like, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, and... I don't know... Mizzou. I'm kind of confused with them having uh, Florida play Oklahoma. Yeah, that makes no goddamn sense. It should be, like, Florida... There's a lot that don't make sense. I think Florida and Kentucky need to play each other every year. Kentucky says Mississippi State, South Carolina, Georgia. What the fuck? None of those are their rivals. Why aren't they playing Florida? What the fuck is Oklahoma playing? Texas, Missouri, Florida? What the f- No! Ew! Ew! Have Oklahoma play Arkansas. So that way Arkansas plays Missouri, Texas, Oklahoma every year. That would make sense. Missouri plays Oklahoma, Arkansas... South Carolina, because they're our rival. We actually have a rivalry trophy with them. Mm-hmm. Texas has Texas, Oklahoma, Texas A&M. Yeah, okay, all those make sense. Old Miss is, or uh, LSU's is Old Miss, A&M, Alabama. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I can see that. Old Miss, Mississippi State, LSU, Arkansas. I replace Arkansas with, like... Auburn, and I could see that. Because why is Auburn playing fucking George or playing Vanderbilt every year? Why the fuck? That's not a rivalry. (laughs) 
Ole Miss, Kentucky, Texas A&M. What the fuck is that for Mississippi State? Ew. Ew, these all make no sense. The only one that makes like 100% sense is Alabama's. Alabama's, Texas A&M's, Texas, and Oak. Not even, no, yeah. Just those three are the only ones that make 100% sense. But moving on from that list there. I'm getting getting legitimate, um, like, pissed off looking at that. Ugh. Vanderbilt. Uh, Why Vanderbilt? I don't know. I mean, I guess but, it's a uh, win every year for us, so I don't care. <laughs> but Texas Tech suspended men's basketball coach Mark Adams for inappropriate and racially insensitive comments towards a player. Um, South Carolina women's basketball team goes... 32-0 and 0 on the season, winning the SEC tournament. Oh, my and God. Women's seventh, basketball. I care so much. And their seventh SEC women's title since 2015. Oh, my God. Women's basketball. I care so much. Bend it. Come here. Um, next, I have the list of the current FBS TV contracts by conference. And, Brock, do you want to guess who uh, the top three are? SEC, Big Ten, ACC. You have two of the three correct. I have Big Dog on lap. I'm so happy now. <laughs> the Big Ten's TV contract, go, uh, Big Ten is number one on this list with their contract going through 2030 at a rate of $1 billion. The SEC's TV contract goes through 2034 at number two at $811 million. And coming in at number three with a contract that's going through the 2031 season, the Big 12 at $380 million. That's surprising, considering they're going to have, like, no cash cows left in that league. Mm-hmm. Their biggest cash cows are going to be, like, Oklahoma State, K-State, and TCU. Yeah. Okay, Bandit won't let me be on the podcast anymore, apparently. Uh. Next up, um... Uh, Furman's men's basketball team ends their 43-year NCAA tourney drought over the weekend, so congratulations to them. And uh, you might get a kick out of this one, Brock. But um, Alabama's star shooter, Brandon Miller, has been voted SEC Player of the Year and Newcomer of the Year by the Associated Press. Oh, yeah, star shooter, yep. And that is all that I have for my list. Well, I'd love to start on my stuff, but as you can tell, I have someone kind of preventing me from being able to. Would you like me to do my three things or MIP? Uh, MIP would be lovely. All right. So I am going to start off with my most impressive, 
because this is definitely my most impressive by far. Ah, that's my arm, that's my arm, that's my arm, move your paw. <laughs> but my most impressive of the week goes to Vikings wide receiver K.J. Osborne because over the weekend he helped pull a man from a burning car on Sunday night before carrying him to safety. That is so, impressive. That is very impressive, and I'm, I'm glad that there are some good NFL players. Uh, oh, that's your elbow. Ow. You're most impressive, Brock. Me not throwing my dog off my lap right now. Uh, do you want me to go on to my idiots of the weekend, then? Yes. All right. Well, I know that there's definitely, I definitely have a number one, but um, I'm going to save him for last. But uh, the first idiot, and let me, let me, let me mind you that all three of these people became idiots just this past weekend alone. So starting off, we have uh, Memphis Grizzlies star, John Morant, for um, showing a gun on his Instagram Live video. Dude, that was the during... smallest fucking pistol I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. That wasn't even but, a Derringer. Um... Sorry, you were saying, Brock? That wasn't even a Derringer. Yeah. Which are like known for being like women's defense pistols. But with him showing that gun on his Instagram Live video during an away trip, um, he's been suspended for two games by the league. And um, he issued a statement saying that he takes full responsibility for his actions and is going to, to take some time away to get some help. And then following up with that... Uh, you, the NBA's CBA says if there's a firearm on team premises, and in this situation, the team plane, since this was an away game trip over the weekend for the Grizzlies, that's an automatic 50-game suspension. That's why the league is trying to ascertain where the gun was before the Instagram Live video. And so he is my first idiot of the week. Yep. My second idiot goes to Bengals running back Joe Mixon. Okay. Because, um, yeah, I think it was mon- Monday night. Uh, police were called to his property because a child had been shot. And uh, I keep looking for more information on it, and there's been no updates, but... uh. From what I was seeing online, you can't really trust everything that's online. But um, it was basically out in literally the yard of Joe Mixon's house. And uh, Joe Mixon may or may not have shot a child, question mark? I don't know. Okay, did they say a child or a kid? They said, uh, they said uh, like, a, a kid. So it wasn't, like, no, it wasn't a baby or anything. Okay, but. so... There could be a mistranslation here. Because a young goat is also called a kid. <laughs> so if a 
goat was there was, shot. There was there was a person taken to the hospital. Okay. Rock. Okay. 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 Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Cool. Cool. And then here we go with the absolute biggest idiot of the week by far, and I'm sure he's your idiot of the week, Brock. But this award goes to none other than the one and only Jackson Mahomes. He was one of them, but he wasn't my main one. Where should we start with this one? Jackson Mahomes is a piece of shit. Younger brother is a piece of shit. Is being a well, you're right about that, Brock. (laughs) But um, is being accused now of sexual assault for the second time in three years. Something like that. And um, for um, pushing a waiter and um, kissing a woman who did not want to be kissed. A.K.A. the the owner of the bar that he was at. And so, yeah, Jackson Mahomes is scum. As to, If Tommy was here, he'd be going on a rant as to how much he hates Jackson Mahomes and all this and Mahomes' whole family. And Patrick, Patrick Mahomes just needs to pull an Aaron Rodgers with his family, but um, Bro, only keep his dad and mom in the family. Not even Get his rid dad of his wife and, no. and brother. Both of them are toxic, too. Dude, I... I think the only way we get saved by this is if, as bad as it sounds, someone takes out Mahomes and he can't play football anymore. No, someone needs to remove Jackson Mahomes from social media. Because here's the thing. At the rate this is going, I'm afraid this is going to be like uh, Andy Reid's son who killed a person. That's the route Jackson Mahomes is going down. Like, that's going to be the level... He's going to go too far and end up ruining someone's life. He's going to... Jackson Mahomes is going to TikTok dance so hard it kills Patrick. Eh. Or Juju's just going to shoot him. Uh, So that was one of my MIPs. No, my main MIP goes to the SEC Coach of the Year Voting Committee. Really? Uh, for not making Dennis Gates Coach of the Year. Oh, yeah. And apparently not even considering him. Idiots. Bullshit. All right, you ready to get going on this tier list here? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, uh, our tier list today is actually uh, something we haven't done before, Ben. It is Midwest Cities. Now, when you think of the Midwest, what what is what what states come to mind? Missouri, Kansas, Iowa, Nebraska. Okay. Well, there there are many more than just those four. Uh, it stretches. People that say, people that say um, Minnesota is Midwestern. No, it's the North. Well, it is considered the Midwest, as it stretches as far. Texas is the West. Uh, Texas is the South. I don't know what you're talking about. That's the yeah. South. Southwest. Uh, no, it's the Southwest is New Mexico, Arizona, uh, 
Utah, Nevada. Uh, but the uh, Midwest stretches as far east as Indiana, Ohio. Oh, Indiana and Ohio are not Midwestern. They are Midwest, technically. No. They are no. technically. They are technically. So it's far west or far east as Indiana, Ohio, and as far west as the Dakotas are the Midwest. What the? Yeah. Yeah, I know. So what I have here is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 21 Midwest cities. Uh, the majority of them are done by population. Every state is represented here. Uh, so there are two that definitely look uh, completely different than the rest. So uh, Yes. And, of course, it's our normal way of ranking, Ben, as under our new uh, tiers, we have Base God as the top. Let's go. Hmm. Mid. Scuff Goldberg Kid. Family Friendly. American Insurance. Jerry Sandusky Memorial Field. And MIP. And what better city to get started with than the lovely city of Indianapolis, Indiana? I've never been, but with them ha- with them having the the brick house there, or, or as some could say, the massive Kroger field, Lucas Oil, or the Kroger Shopping Center, <laughs> Lucas Oil. Uh, yes, Lucas Oil. I would say that it's probably in a. a hmm. So, as someone who has been to Indianapolis, to Bricktown, if you will, uh, it is a lovely city. There is much to do and see there. Uh, the people are friendly. The girls are gorgeous. Uh, and they they love hockey there as well, which was something I didn't expect to find when I went there. Uh, for me... Uh, it may not be a base god, but it is definitely a let's go type of city. Let's go! Up next is from the, uh, from the state that many say don't exist, Columbus, Ohio. Smaller-ish city. Massive metro. I didn't realize how big their metro was. What's in Columbus? What's in Columbus? Uh, the University of Ohio State, the Blue Jackets, oh, okay. uh, Columbus, Un- or the Columbus Crew, the MLS team. Uh, it's also the capital of Ohio. Mm-hmm. It is definitely a hmm for me. Uh, we may be a little bit biased on this next one. We call it home. It's Kansas City, Missouri. I I want to say based God, but there's been some things that have been making me upset with the city recently. Well, it's still our hometown, and I have to say based God. So, okay, if you're wanting to go with that as well, then it is definitely the base God. We'll 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 put it there. Up next, Cincinnati, Ohio. 
got the Bengals, University of Cincinnati. The Reds. Mm. Mid to hmm? I would definitely put it in a hmm. I enjoyed my time in Cincinnati when I was last there. Up next, a city that we'll be in in June, Omaha, Nebraska. And me and Tommy can tell you... Probably kind of mid? No, 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 no. Me and Tommy love Omaha. They got the zoo. The zoo, College World Series. They've got uh, a lot of Irish festivals. They got the Storm Chasers. Oh, true. Uh, I am definitely leaning towards Let's Go. Okay. Up next, not quite the armpit of this state, but it's pretty damn close. Wichita, Kansas. Let's go Shockers, baby. We're not going based off the teams. We're just going based off the city itself. I don't know. I've never been to Wichita. Uh, Scuff Goldberg, kid. I've only been to Omaha and then Kansas City, I think, on this list, Brock, that we've done so far. You need to go out more. Up next is St. Paul, Minnesota. One of the Twin Cities. I have been through there. The last time I was there, I have to say it was pretty mid. Yeah, I was going to have to say mid or lower, especially with all the stuff that's been happening in Minnesota over the past few years. Oh, don't worry. We'll get to that main city there in a second. But up next, it's Des Moines, Iowa. Never been. Well, I have been to Des Moines multiple times. Uh, beyond the barnstormers, there's not much to do there. There's a lot of corn. I have to say mid. Fair enough. Grand Rapids, Michigan. I have not been, but what's in Grand Rapids, Michigan? I don't know. Some minor league teams. I don't know where to put this one. Mid. Because it's kind of just a mid-city. Fair enough. Up next, Fort Wayne, Indiana. I don't think I've been through there, but I know some people that live there. Uh, for me, it's it's probably mid as well. You know, it's up to Fair. you. Up next, Evansville, Indiana. Did we drive through there? We? Uh, we may have, actually. Going to Tennessee? Maybe. It is along that... Uh, I feel like I saw a sign that definitely said Evansville on it. Yeah, because there was an exit we could have taken to go to Evansville. Yeah. So, we've driven outside of it, but I've, I've never been. It is definitely a Scuff Goldberg kid type of town. These next two, it's going to be very interesting because I know you've been to at least. I know you've been at least to these two. Up next is Springfield, Missouri. 
That, that, that's a family-friendly right there, my boy. Yeah, I could see them having Jerry Sandel. Uh, that is the most family-friendly one on this list so far. No, no, I think this next one might be Topeka, Kansas. God. There's, like, nothing in Topeka. They have a very small zoo, which I did a zoo review about, and also the state <laughs> capital of Kansas, and that's it. I feel like that's at least better than family-friendly. I mean, Springfield has a zoo, too. They got, and they have the, the, the Topeka Shiners named after the city of Topeka. I don't even know what that is. It's an it's a, it's a endangered fish. Okay, well. So where are you thinking? Scuff. Okay, I'm fine with that. I have to be kind of nice. My paychecks come from there. <laughs> Up next, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Which, I have to say, Never all, all the skylines that I made... I had to find pictures of uh, these next two are the most like boring I've had to do. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Sioux Falls. Where, where are we thinking about Sioux Falls? I've never been, so I really don't know, man. Uh, they they got uh, uh, Mount Rushmore's not too far away. Uh. Okay, then I, I guess we could say, uh, hmm. So that, that's about it, really. Up next, they've got a movie named after them, Fargo, North Dakota. Never been, but you're still probably decently close to Mount Rushmore. Not really. Oh, I don't know, then. They are right then next to be, that Minnesota border. They are right next to that Minnesota border, my friend. I don't know. It's probably mid. The skyline picture doesn't look that good. Yeah, that's literally their downtown. Looks like downtown Liberty. Up next, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Now, if you follow BTT lore, you know where this should go. (laughs) Because of Mr. Benjamin Duncan's faux pas. About the name of the st- stadium there. Oh. <laughs> so. Uh, if it was not coming for this, from, if it was not, I've for never this been. City, but if it was not for this city, we would not have family-friendly America Church, Jerry Sandusky Memorial Field. I've never been, but from my friend who is from that area. Uh, besides going to the Bucks games or the Brewers games, that city is super sketch everywhere else. Harley Davidson started there. But, like, really sketch, so. Is it as sketchy as Springfield, though? I... It's better than Springfield, man. It's better than Springfield. Okay, so we're putting in Scuff Goldberg Kid then. Up next, Cleveland, Ohio. Never been. Probably Scuff or Mid. I have unfortunately been to Cleveland, and it has to be family-friendly. I can see it being a family-friendly. Up next, take them to Detroit. Man, can't have nothing in Detroit. So a MIP it is. 
Speaking of Detroit, though, I'm super excited for when the Lions come to Kansas City this next season, dude. Well, so excited. Here's a team or a city that I think the Chiefs have to travel to. Up next is Chicago, Illinois. As someone who's been to Chicago multiple times. Weird flex. I kind of like it. <laughs> Chicago, Chicago, the parts that I've been in aren't bad. You were probably in the nice parts. I'm putting it in yes. a MIP because of the high amount of gun crime there. Even True. Though they have no, I was only in the nice the parts most, of the city. So. Even though they have the most restrictive gun laws in the entire fucking U.S., Highest amount of gun crime and murder rate. So, I remember whenever I was in high school, senior year, it was that junior year. Mm. But uh, we had a concert at the Field Museum there in Chicago. Mm. We're going to skip over the next one for the main event. Uh, up next, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Minneapolis, the other sister of the Twin Cities. I've driven through there and St. Paul. Not like I haven't been in either of them directly, but from what we've seen these past few years, I would kind of not want to live in that city, even though the Vikings stadium is super nice. So are we thinking it's family? It's, it's, it's not family friendly. So are we thinking MIP? Probably. Oh my God. You heard it here first, folks. According to us, Cleveland, Ohio is better to live in than Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> and finally, the city that we're going to be in this week, St. Louis, Missouri. You got the arch. As someone you got who has already been to St. Louis. Several times. Or as someone who's been to St. Louis many times. Many, many, now, many times. God, I've been to St. Louis so many times. And who has, and coming from me, who's been not in the St. Louis downtown area, but in the St. Louis, like, suburb area surrounding St. Louis. Twice in the past three weeks. Um... Everything outside of, like, everything 15 minutes plus outside of downtown isn't that bad. I, I kind of like it. But um, anything that is... Anything that is the St. Louis Zoo or closer, or, like, anything the St. Louis Zoo... Or in towards the city of St. Louis, it gets worse. We're going to be like right in the middle of downtown this week. <sighs> the last time I was in downtown St. Louis, all I could smell was weed. The last time I was in downtown St. Louis, I had Mr. Tommy Haley and we were exiting the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Just over a year ago. So where are we thinking? I want to put it in MIP so bad. I don't hold it in, in low as low regard as Minneapolis, Chicago, or Detroit, though. So, I, I, I guess it could be family-friendly. 
even I mean, honestly, I hold Cleveland in lower regard. Cleveland yeah. and Springfield in lower regard than I hold St. Louis. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it's scuffed. I'm okay. Oh, with that. okay. Damn. I don't know. All right. To review, the only base god is Kansas City, Missouri. Honestly, this list is kind of sorted out very nicely with how many are in each category. Pretty much. Uh, to review, base god is Kansas City, Missouri, because base god, we we live here. The only let's goes are Indianapolis, Indiana, and Omaha, Nebraska. The hmms are Omaha. God, the hmms are the most fucking random goddamn cities. The hmms are Columbus, Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio, and Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Mid is St. Paul, Minnesota, Des Moines, Iowa, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Fort Wayne, Indiana, and Fargo, North Dakota. Scuff Goldberg Kid, Wichita, Kansas, Evansville, Indiana, Topeka, Kansas, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and St. Louis, Missouri. Family-friendly American Insurance, Jerry Sandusky Memorial Field, Springfield, Missouri, and Cleveland, Ohio, and your MIPS, Detroit, Chicago, and Minneapolis, Minnesota. Hallelujah, goddamn. Just one base god this week. Interesting. Interesting, Mr. Ben. Uh-huh. Would you like to start your uh, three things before we get to your reactions? For this yes. Alright, your three My things. My three things for this week. At number one, Kelsey Plum, or Plum, whatever, of the Las Vegas Aces, the the WNBA team, and Raiders tight end Darren Waller got married over the weekend. So, congratulations. Number two. On my list of three things. Robert Downey Jr. has made roughly $435 million from just playing Iron Man. And number three on my list of three things. Breed three. See what I did there with the three? But, um... Creed 3 came out this past weekend for its opening weekend at box office. And it broke and set the record for the best opening weekend for a sports film in box office history after making $58.7 million this weekend alone. Hmm. And those are my three things of this week. All right, Mr. Ben, do you remember how we set it up last time? Yes. Mm, do you want to do that again? I sure can. Excellent. The links were sent in general. Okay. So last right, I'm, I'm, just seeing, I'm just seeing those pictures of Aaron Roberg in there again now. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh. 
All the leaves are brown. Okay. I got several things I'm trying to do here. Let's go to... Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. WWE chair. Alright, Ben, give me a crazy reaction face right now. There you go. Perfect. Bam. Thank you. One and two. I got both the videos ready to go. All right. I am joining the activity. Slowly, slowly. It's kind of still loading. All right, excellent. So, Mr. Ben, go back to the start. All right. So, last week, you reacted to ECW. Well, hang on. Actually, we're, you know what we're going to do? You know what we're going to do here? No, no. Mr. Ben, last week you reacted to uh, watching some ECW hardcore moments. And this week you are going to be watching some chair shots. Because mm -hmm. WWE has some horrific looking chair shots here. And uh, we're going to get your reaction. Are you ready, Mr. Ben? I am ready, Brock. Right. On you. This is Benjamin. All right, you stated we last go. week that you like the more hardcore stuff. You like that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so. I'm ready to see some people get hit with chairs. All right, hit play, sir. Here we go. Who's Brock Lesnar? Oh, Brock Lesnar. Oh my God. Oh, starting off with a bang. Oh, my God. You can just hear that, the crunch that it made against his head. Yep. All right, here's Kane and Triple H. Oh, that one was not that good. Oh. Goldberg. Oh. He's not done yet. Oh. Rikishi and Triple H. Big boy. That one's kind of funny. Oh, Batista. God, that sound it makes. Oh, no, that's Randy Orton. Oh, God, this one's incredible by Chavo. No! Oh! <laughs> that one by Chavo's so gross. Hey, there's McFoley again. You saw him last yeah. week. JBL Jericho. Yeah, that one's oh. nasty. That one's nasty. Oh! There's barbed wire around that, by the way. Oh, my gosh. That Orton again? Yeah, Orton and Undertaker again. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. Another one, same match. Off the corner. Undertaker Haku? <laughs> Can't even see that guy's face. Yeah, I know. Lesnar again. Oh, God. Ooh, that was a good one. Dude just took that one. Oh, he spit in his face. Bam. Oh. Oh, double. <laughs> Ooh. 
Sure. Concussion yeah. protocol. There was none of that back in the day, my guy. This just happened. Boom! Oh my god. Bro, Lesnar did not care oh. with those chair shots. Oh, that guy like a chair. Is that the rock? And Stone Cold. Oh. Don't, he got hit twice. Into a trash can. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Sandwiched in between two chair shots. Oh. Look how bloody he is, man. Drop these. Jeez, Louise, these guys are just getting dropped. All right, you got one more. So you still have that other one Holy to watch. Smoked. Is that one ready and queued up, by the way? Yes, it is. All right, here you go. We get started with that one, that chair just getting bent over the guy's head. So hang on, pause it, pause it, pause it before we go any further. Uh, all right. Uh, thoughts so far of that first chair compila- chair shot compilation? Dude, there's the ones where it, the, the sound of the chair just crunches on their head, dude. Oh, my God. Like, those are nasty. And then uh, the one where the dude got a, the two, the one on each side just clapping his forehead or just clapping his head in general. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Well, it unfortunately gets a lot worse here, bud. So. Oh boy, not Rey Mysterio. Yeah, no. there's Rey Mysterio right there. So, if you're ready to go again, go ahead and click play. All right. <laughs> oh, just that sound. Oh, this makes, one's man. bad. This one's bad. Oh. Oh. That chair is bent. Yeah. That, no, not Hulk Hogan. Yep, not Hulk Yeah, it's Hulk Hogan. There you go. Ooh. Oh. Right off. Three of them. <laughs> By the way, he is handcuffed. <laughs> oh, my God. My God, I have to watch that one again. That one of Brock Lesnar getting smacked in the face. Oh, my God. That one's probably the loudest we've heard. Oh, they get louder. Oh, my God. He got in twice. How bent that chair was after hitting him. Horse collared. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, this one's terrible. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ha 
Jesus Christ. It, the chair's making the sound of like um, the whenever you break Minecraft glass. Yeah. By the way, that chair's already horribly bent and he just hit it with him. Oh. <laughs> just throw the chair at him. Ooh. Yeah, that one's pretty good, too. Oh, Vince McMahon. Yep. Surprise! Mm. Oh, jeez. It cuts off where he goes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. God. Oh. That one wasn't cool. There you go. Dear Lord. There you go. So, Ben... What are your thoughts on uh, Man, that, those? that was fun to watch, but Jesus, these guys have to have to have had so many concussions over the years. So, holy smokes! Uh, so, are, do you still like wrestling and what you've been seeing so far? Yeah, that was pretty fun. I, I, I would, I would, I would watch that. If it was just concussion after concussion of people getting hit in the head with chairs. All right, hang on. I there's another. Hold on. What is this? What uh, Mr. Mr. McMahon and Donald Trump's battle of the? Battle I don't know what that is. But that's full length, twenty two minutes long. <laughs> no, hang on. There is. Oh, Lord. Oh, how do I send it to you? God damn it. Uh, look up. Uh, fuck it. I'll do it. Hang on. What's it called? I can punch it in. No, I gotta try and make sure I find the right video. There's a specific year. Hmm. 
Where the fuck is this one? Fuck is it at? WWE top 100 stiff moments in all time. Oh, that might not be a bad one, actually. I'm interested in this because I, I, I literally just looked up WWE hardest hits. Alright, hang on, hang on, hang on. Restart it. Go back to the beginning. Yeah, I literally paused it at one second. <laughs> Good for you, man. Alright, I gotta come back now because I was... I think we should go with this video. This one will be interesting. Alright. On you, Mr. Benjamin yep. Duncan, for uh, your stiffest moments reactions here and from WWE. Do you know what yeah, stiff this means? This is WWE Top 100 Stiff Moments of All Time, posted by Wrestling Lovers. Do you know what stiff means? When someone just goes literally like stiff as a board when they get hit or something. Not quite. It's more of a, well, you'll see. So go ahead and hit play okay. if you would. Let's see. All right, here we go. That. <laughs> oh. Or this, where he actually oh, makes him bleed. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. That's, that's all from his elbows. Oh, Oh, Lord. Ouch. Mm. That hurts to look at. Mm. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, get folded. Uh, <laughs> that guy's neck had to be like broken. Oh, well, that's one of the Hardy Boys, so. <laughs> that busted the dude's nose open. He was bleeding profusely. Yeah, you see it right there. He's bleeding pretty bad. Oh, fuck. No, 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 no. God, oh, I hate this kid. Who is that ginger? What? No, like, they've shown a clip of this guy multiple times. Who? That guy? This guy right here who, who's headbutting the dude every uh, single time. Oh, God, I forget what his name is. Because I... The only thing we've seen him do is, in this video, like three or four times now, is just headbutt the guy. Yeah. And the sound that his head makes hitting the other guy yeah. hurts my soul. Well, that's what he does, so... <sighs> Continue. <laughs> you said you wanted to watch this, and this is what it is. Oh, God, this is bad. Oof. Oh boy. Oh. Yeah. His neck broke after that, by the oh, way. Oh, Lord. Oh. 
Dear Lord, that got bleeding. Ooh, lady fights. You are oh. so far ahead of what I'm seeing on stream. <laughs> oh. So. Now you're good. You're at pause you're at 2.27. Hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. What the... F okay, cool. All right. Play. All right, we ready to roll? Yeah, we should be now. All right. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, man. Just straight slapping guys. Slap fight? Yeah, just straight up slapping guys. <laughs> oh. Broke John Cena's oh. nose on it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Jesus. <laughs> that was funny. Mm. Oh. Ho, ho. <laughs> By the way, here's just Brock Lesnar actually beating a dude up. It looked like he was trying to like stab a guy if he had a Oh. Flying back kick. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, they're going to kiss. Nope. Wait, that looked like someone's grandpa, that one guy. Yeah, it's not. Oh, my God. That boot was stiff. By the way, he actually lost teeth on that. Ow. Oh, A fat dude getting dropped on his head. Oh. oh. Vader did not care with those power bombs, man. <laughs> Just like Finley did not care with those shots on Regal there. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. That was like a five-star that guy gave. Yep. So this is the type of wrestling Ooh. that you're liking, huh? Yeah? Yeah, this, this is pretty... pretty. It, it's hard to watch, but it's entertaining. Yeah, yeah, well, you know. Oh. Oh. Oh, Lesnar versus John Cena? Yeah, they've done it multiple times. Jesus. Oh! I love Tajiri. Oh, I need to introduce you to JBL clotheslines from hell. He actually got a concussion from that. Bam! Pump kick. Oh, 
Man, what the heck was that position the guy landed in? Jesus Christ. There's Vader just beating up on some poor jobber again. Him right out of the midair. <laughs> oh! Around the neck. Watching these ones where they, they land on their neck always scares me every time. Yeah, it, trust me, you don't. It don't get much better once you've watched it for years. He actually broke his neck on that one. Ugh. Bam! fucking move there oh. all right hey look up jbl clothesline from hell compilation There you go. Yep. So, All right. Hang on. Some backstory here on this guy. Tommy hates that this guy is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And you are about to see why he is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. All right. Go ahead and hit play. Oh, is it the blonde guy? Yeah. <laughs> the one that keeps doing that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude's just trucking, folks. Yep. That's why it's called the clothesline from hell. Oh! Bam! Oh, oh my god! Oh, they get better as the years go on, man. <laughs> Dead. Dude looks like a defensive end coming over the, coming off the edge to tackle somebody. Yup. Flip. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about stiff? <laughs> you want to talk about stiff? You got to talk about JBL. Because he don't pull no goddamn. 
clotheslines. <laughs> when he's hitting you, he's hitting you. With some clotheslines. Dead. Kill yourself. <laughs> Kill. Oh. oh, it's not any better on this one. He, dude, he jumped on that one, too. Oh, man. That's a big boy he took down there, too. Yep. That's the beauty about... Uh, oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, this one's great. Clothesline him out the corner. Another one! Bam! Imagine getting hit so hard that you spin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Dang. Notice how he's just engulfing people's heads oh. with these clotheslines, man. It'd be funny to see, like, the U.S. military using this move on enemies. <laughs> you might as well. Look how effective that is, man. Die. <laughs> He's got the hammer Speaking pants of on died. there. Speaking of dying, there's Rey Mysterio Ooh, getting laid Jesus. out. He's not done no. yet. Oh, my God. He's not done Come yet. Come on, man. There's Eddie getting killed. Mm, down goes the Undertaker. Bob Holly, you get one, too. Kurt Angle, yup. Big Show, yup. Kurt Angle again, yup. Big Show again, yup. Christian getting murdered. <laughs> you can see the guy's head bounce off of the, the Dude, mat there. Last one. Legitimately, in my opinion, the most violent finisher of all time. <laughs> Look at this. This is definitely violent for sure. Look at this. You're telling me that that right there well, is fake? Come on, not Rey Mysterio again. You're telling me that a six foot six, 260 pound dude coming over the middle like oh. that, it's fake? Get out of here. That's real as hell. Look at these. That was a steamroller. <laughs> Look at that. Come on. <laughs> He's out here killing dudes. If this was in WWE, this would literally be assault. This is, yeah, I know. This is WWE, though, so. So Man. he's hitting all these. I just want to ask you do you think he's a good guy or a bad guy? He's probably a bad guy. Yeah, he's a bad guy. He's from Texas. Yeah. But his his moves are so effective, and it's it's fun to watch, but Jesus. Oh, God. Hey, look, Jeff Hardy. Bye, Jeff Hardy. Hey, look, John Cena. John. Bye, John Cena. Hey, look, Kofi Kingston. Bye, Kofi Kingston. Jamie Noble uh, dead. That little guy had no chance. Jamie Noble dead. CM Punk dead. Uh, 
Some guy in a bald cap did. Okay, pause. I feel like you can break someone's collarbone doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. He's just turning guys inside out on him. He's so flipping them. He's making them do flips, man. Yeah. So there you go. That was your uh, your your uh, introduction to JBL and the clothesline from hell and chair shots and stiff moves. What are your thoughts so far? We still fan. Man, I, I don't understand how Tommy doesn't like that. That that guy's. That move is insanely overpowered. Thank and you. Fun to watch. Thank you. Tell me that yeah, like that was super fun to watch, but it's just like, like I said, if this wasn't WWE, that would totally be assault. But it's that's something that makes it fun to watch. But it's just like, God dang, I'd be scared for that to happen to me. Tommy doesn't like him because. Uh... His character. Ah, uh, in the WWE universe? Yeah. Yeah, because he's... Uh, technically, he's a racist. Technically, he makes fun of all those who try to... Who are not from America, and... Mark, so Mark Wahlberg? Sure. <laughs> but I mean, like, there was a skit of him, like, going down to the... U.S. Mexico border and kicking Mexicans back out to Mexico, and <sighs> which you watch the. So he's yeah. not the so, so he's not the nicest guy. No, he's also rich and from Texas. So yeah, most people from Texas, I feel like, are rich. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> no, no, they're not. So uh, next week we'll try to find uh, something else for you to react to. As, uh, the see? Rock Rock Bottom compilation, nineteen ninety seven to twenty sixteen. Yeah, that sounds about right. A Train Baldo Bomb compilation, nineteen ninety nine to two thousand three. Yeah, yeah. Old school. Bill Bill Goldberg Spear compilation, ninety seven oh. to twenty seventeen. Ooh, that might be a good one for you to watch. Next week. Every Diamond Cutter on WCW Monday Nitro in 1997. Yeah, there were a lot of those. DDP hit a lot of Diamond Cutters. Kevin Nash Jackknife Powerbomb Compilation. Bro, Kevin Nash did not care on them jackknives. He just let you go once <laughs> you got up there. You're up and you're going down. But yeah, we'll have Test to do... Big Boot Compilation, 1999 to 2006. Yeah. Yeah. We don't talk about Test. We don't, we don't talk about Test. But uh, yeah, we'll try... We'll, we'll find something for you. Yes. So we we may bust out like a, one of me and Tommy's favorite matches for you to watch next week or something. Okay. Not nothing crazy. We aren't gonna like make you watch like the sixty minute Iron Man match between Lesnar and Angle or anything <laughs> on SmackDown, where it's just like, oh yeah, sixty minutes. Whoever scores the most falls by submission or pin wins. 
after 60 minutes. And it's Dear just Lord. a master class in pro wrestling. I don't know. We'll that find something. We'll figure something out for you. But uh, I do believe it is now time for picks. Picks. Which, of course, per always, come to us via the XFL. Let's go. Let's go. Of course, we're going to hold off from the one that we're going to for last. As the I really is. hope that they're. I really hope that they're selling an AJ McCarron jersey in St. Louis, man. <laughs> they're not, okay. Anyway, the first game, the Houston Roughnecks travel to Orlando to take on the Guardians at six p.m. on Saturday. Who do you got, Ben? Guardians are going to lose. I don't care who they're playing; they're going to lose. So Ben's going with the Roughnecks. Yeah, Roughnecks, the Roughnecks are winning. Out. Up next, the battle of one and twos, San Antonio versus Seattle, as the Sea Dragons are at home for what is a 9 p.m. kickoff here. 9 Eastern? No, or nine, Central. 9 Central here. 7, so seven o'clock. 7. 7 o'clock in Seattle. Perfect. Who do you got? A battle of the one yeah. and twos. Like, this one is really. This one is the one that could go either way, this but I feel like one. just because just because Seattle is at home, they're going to win this one. I think Ben DiNucci and uh, I think Ben DiNucci finally hit a stride. I think Ben DiNucci's finally hit a stride. Yes. Vegas travels to DC as I'm pretty sure the defenders are just going to roll all over the goddamn Vipers. Yes, I agree with you. And it's not the main event, but it's the main event for us. The Arlington Renegades head to the Battle Dome in St. Louis to take on the Battle Hawks for something that me, you, and Tommy will all be in attendance for. It's the Battle Hawks, right? We're taking St. Louis. Please, St. Louis, please. I can't go to another game that's like technically away. I mean, that they have a. That sure. next Saturday, they have another home game, so. Or, I mean, I mean, it's a home game for them, but, I mean, literally every away football game I've ever been to in my entire lifespan, Brock, for football, we've lost every single one that I've gone to. Yeah. yeah. We've lost in Tampa. We've lost in Fort Worth. We've lost in Tennessee. Manhattan. We've lost Manhattan. Ah. <laughs> so this might be the first football game that's like it's it's home for them, but like away for me because I'm I'm going to it and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I I hope we can win. I so hope we can win. <laughs> Please. Well, that has been this edition of Big Time Talkers. I've been Brock Gordon. Wait, before we oh, before okay. we end though, I, I was gonna say I, I keep forgetting to mention it. But um, do you uh, know where uh, Battlehawks running back Brian Hill went to college, Brock? No. 
So for those of you who don't know, Brian Hill played with Josh Allen at the University of Wyoming. Mm. Interesting. I think Josh Allen graduated a year or two before Brian Hill, but they played together. Makes sense. So... I know that there's there's a part of me that likes the University of Wyoming because that was on my list of schools that I wanted to go to for college. And so I, hopefully Brian Hill can finally hit a stride maybe while we're at the game and maybe do some good because I'd like to see some some hard uh, run in, see some ground and pound action in some football games. I mean, I'd like to see some air raid in this one where the Hawks are just flying all over the field, scoring tutties left and right. <laughs> Seven touchdowns. Whoa, uh-huh. whoa. That's a lot of touchdowns there, bud. I mean, maybe if we were playing the Guardians, maybe. Uh, it is supposed to be snowy last time I checked on our drive, so that'll be Hold fun. up, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I know. Really? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Weather, weather, weather. Weather. Ten-day forecast. You don't even need ten-day forecast. Oh, nice. It says... uh, Now it's just rainy. Yeah, it says a.m. showers. 50% chance of rain, but we're going to be inside anyway, so we're okay. We're in a dome, so it don't matter. It don't matter. We in a dome. The dome. In the dome. So, there you go. Um, you're making a sign, right? Well, we're playing again, the Renegades. Well, I was just thinking a B card sign. Oh, B card sign. Yeah, we we should uh we should make a B card sign. You should because I have to work that night before. Oh, and so does we get a sign that says "Hi, uh, AJ McCarron's wife." No, no, that's only a reference that we make here. Yes. It's going to yes. be something to draw attention to B-Card. Sub to BTT. I mean, or li- just listen to BTT. Listen to Big Time Talkers on all podcast platforms. Yes. Um, I'm so excited for this game, I can't lie. It's going to be another vlog. Oh, yes. It's going to be another vlog. Let's go. Let's go. Yes, sir. I got to look to see when I can oh, get, yeah. like, Spartan helmets here the soon I can. And when can I get, like, some Spartan Spartan helmet. Oh, yes, I am. I am very excited for the game. I think we all are. But I know that's everything that I have. It's all I had as well. Um, Ben, what do you have coming out this week? I, depending how, with this this week and next week, our super stressed with school because it's basically like midterms right now almost Mm. but um i may or may not be 
I'll either be coming out with my next article this weekend. I might be able to get my next ar- my article for this month out this weekend. And... I was going to maybe finish the, the Tennessee video finally Holy and then crap, try to get yeah. back on track. <laughs> yeah, that needs I'm, to get... I'm so behind. I'm so behind, man. That, that I'm, I'm sorry about that, but... so goaded. Because I know it's going to have some of the most, like... Dude, it's gonna the video's going to be, like, over 30 minutes long, but That's it's going to be worth it. That's fine. I think the... Uh... Mine, which was the entire weekend, was... Hang on, I can actually pull it up. It was... Loading, 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 loading... 16, so... Mine was 16 minutes, so you know. Uh, yeah. I should have, uh... Oh, God, what's the video I was working on? I was just working on a video, and I completely blanked on it. Um... Holy cow, Brock, the, the uh, video for the B-Card Entertainment Tennessee Takeover is three months ago. I know, I know. I'm three months behind. <laughs> You're Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Dome Domination, of course, will be coming out within a week, I do believe, because we'll go down Sunday, I'll record all that, get done with that, I'm off the next three days after that, so within the next week, Dome Domination will be done, and then I think I'm also working on a, uh, WBC Classic Preview. As well, of course, my Mizzou article will be out this week as well. So I'm doing a lot of content coming out here soon. So, of course, I'm looking at the YouTube channel right yeah. now. Yeah, and uh, of course, it it's funny that uh the the Dorito the the new Dorito chip video dude, has 150 views. I don't know why that's the one that's done the best recently. I think you just need to do more stuff like that. <laughs> and then. Um, I didn't realize it, but the the pictures that you used for ranking all NFL quarterbacks as women. Uh, I love that it says, that's just Brady, and then goddess, and then it has me saying, hear me out. (laughs) Hear me out. Uh, I'm surprised that my uh, jersey review for the Nashville Predators retro jersey did as well as it did. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, being up for three weeks and having 42 views. Yeah, I'm, I'm for us that's pretty damn good. So, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. That we definitely have certain things that we are the best at. Anything that we do live related or related, like us in front of the camera instead of just us like talking on a podcast or something, definitely does the best out of everything. Yeah. So. That's why I'm trying to push out more of that type of... Well, I mean, hang on. Here, we can go by what's the most viewed. Okay, actually, I lied. The things that are the most viewed on our channel are uh, the the home run horns. (laughs) 
The home run horns are what are the most viewed. Brock, I will say that um, the our Missouri versus K State game day vlog mm-hmm. is fourth most viewed video on my YouTube channel. Ooh, what is the most? So hang on, what's that view total at? One thousand seven hundred. What's your most viewed video? It has nineteen thousand. Jesus Christ. My most viewed, our, our, ours, collectively most viewed one is 7,000. Okay, my, my second highest watched one is 7,000. Second highest is 5,200. And then 2,000, 1,300, and then 1,000, which was a Mizzou horn. So, it's so funny that that two of the top four videos on my YouTube channel are Mizzou stuff. Well, there's a reason for that. Yeah, and then the the two most viewed are both baseball related. So the Cubs and what else? Literally just the Cubs. Oh, just, just two Cubs. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. And it's literally just clips of players. Either crying or hugging with music over the background. <clears throat> What's your most commented video? How most commented? Yeah. Oh, I'd have to be signed in to look at that. Ooh. All right, fine. What's your most liked video? And why I think is it I'd the? Have to be for that. Let me see. And why is it the K State one? Because <laughs> <laughs> I can already tell you right now, that's probably what it is. Yeah. Let's see. Ours is 49 followed by 48, so. Mm. My channel. Do I go to. It's just on the side. Studio and sort? Yeah. Well, you don't even have to sort it, it's going to be on the side. I totally forgot that one of the most or highest viewed videos that we have is literally Macy eats ham. <laughs> Macy eats ham. Yeah, the highest commented video I have by no, far. Not, not commented, not commented. Oh, real. Oh, liked, um, liked. The most liked. Yeah. So if we're going comments, then it's a tie between uh, the Tennessee home run siren and the Ole Miss home run song. Interesting. Um. Really? Hmm. Sorry, just a second. It's taking me a second. My top video, likewise, I believe, has 80 likes, and it's not even sports-related. What is it? But... What is it? Um, is it the crawdad thing? No. Oh. It, it's, it was the... The what? 
we don't we don't need to worry about it. No. Oh no, my top my top com my top liked video was uh, my, my most viewed video, the Chris Bryant crying in the dugout video, and it has 186 likes. Fucking hell. Uh, the Mizzou upsets Florida in overtime video has 64. That's a good video though. Like if we're being honest. Yeah. In my opinion, that's your best video. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, no, your best video is the K State video. And then yeah. Tennessee Takeover is going to be your best video after that because those two. And then are... uh, Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ embrace one last time has seventy two likes and twenty nine comments on that video as well. Of course it does. Because Cubs fans come out of the woodwork for that shit. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Let me see. There was another one that had a lot of comments on it. Oh, the Chris Bryant crying in dugout had 32 comments. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Uh, other than that, I do believe that is all we have for this edition of Big Time Talkers. I've been Brock Orton. You can follow me on Twitter. I've been Benjamin Duncan. Oh, hang on, hang on. You can follow me on Twitter at BrockGorton99. The B and the G are capitalized. And I've been Benjamin Duncan, like I had said. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter if you want, I guess. Uh, at, uh, at Elite Tiger Spores 1, the E, the T, and the S are capitalized. And uh, if you didn't know, I'm followed by... Uh, a proclaimed uh, alpha male guy, I think, too. So, uh, yeah, you should follow me on Twitter, I guess. I was followed by... Uh, 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 oh, God, I have it in my camera roll. Carlos Hernandez for a while, so, you know. You know, the pitcher for the Royals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was followed by him for a while. Um, several Mizzou fans follow me, go figure. I wonder why. It's not like I talk about a lot of Mizzou stuff on <laughs> my Twitter. Uh, you can follow B Card Entertainment on Twitter at B Card or at B underscore Card E N T. The B, the C, and the E are capitalized. Ben, uh, your article went up on the website. It's pulling it up right now. Oh, load, load, load. Yes, it went up as this podcast comes out a week ago. Most receiving yards by position in the NFL, or by position in NFL. Uh, my article about the 16 teams that the AFL should come back with, and the Colts should not take a quarterback with a fourth overall pick. Uh, are also up, and my one about Mizzou is back will be up this week as well. Um, yeah. A lot of good stuff happening here. We're still pretty sad that Tommy couldn't join us today, but given the circumstances, we completely understand why. Um, he will be with us for Dome Domination this week, though. This is going to be so much fun, Ben. Mm-hmm. Over and over. over the dome. Well, yeah, we will dominate the dome. B-Card Entertainment will rule the dome. 
dome dome domination. Dome domination. Uh, over under how many fights do you think people want to start with us? Hopefully none. Okay, let me rephrase. Over under. If I'm drunk, how many fights will I be in? Two. <laughs> ben knows. Ben knows. Over under. How many fights will Tommy be in if he's drunk? At least one. At least one? Just one? Maybe three. <laughs> oh, God. This is why... I feel like Tommy's gonna end up wearing like some weird, some weird T-shirt, and everyone's gonna be yelling at him like, "What the hell?" I was talking to him. I think he said he's gonna wear like Royals gear. Okay. Because it's blue. He may he may start fights because of that. <laughs> I'm just saying, I can foresee it happening. Oh my God, yeah. Ben! I found what you're wearing. Oh no! I'm posting. I could wear my, uh, I could wear my uh, retro uh, throwback powder blue uh, George Red jersey. No, no, I just sent it to you. <laughs> we must crusade, brothers. <laughs> my brothers, we are on a crusade. That's what you but, need to wear. Totally. But other than that, I've been Brooklyn. I've been Benjamin Duncan. Have a wonderful rest of your week, folks. Stay safe, everybody. And if Tommy was here, he'd say to drink some water. Stay hydrated. <laughs>